Welcome back, Rage Nation. Got myself Pete here. That's yeah. not really exciting. You got Senior Dixon. I don't think that's appropriate. And you got Monsieur Leopard. Explorers deserved it. No. Absolutely. I was disgusted. I cannot believe they've done this. Why is wacky? Why is that good? It's just nonsense. I disagree on that. That's not possible. <laughs> We're getting the band back together. We're on a mission. Yeah. Now, now we've got a whole new list of things to complain about. Welcome back, Rage Nation. We are at it again. Got myself Pete here and got uh, Dixon on the line. Uh, first time caller, long time listener. Got uh, Jesse drinking and having a boring conversation. Hey, y'all. And Jim's in Maryland or something. I don't know. Yeah, I'm on one <laughs> of those other coasts. Are you in Maryland, Jim? I can't remember. I am. Um, I am in Maryland. Okay, good. I'm glad I got yeah. that right. I, I recognize that symbol from somewhere, infinity-wise, but I can't pin it down. <laughs> it, it, it's just the uh, what you call it. It's the OBS uh, logo. Yeah, I don't have okay. a, a webcam. <laughs> no, Holy Jim just crap. likes to remain anonymous. I, I kid you not. That that resembles one of the many many symbols in Infinity. Yeah, is that I what is that, is that has the Middle Eastern faction or is that the uh, Nomad faction? It would be closer to like the aliens, actually. Yeah. Oh, I wouldn't be people. Uh, sure, <laughs> the vampires. I would say, but yes, I don't know. But anyways, <laughs> we got a full cast on here because we have had these madness of Malifaux keywords and masters and titles. And people are starting to proxy them. People are starting to play them on uh, Vassal. People are uh, playing them as they're being released. We have Damien. Uh, Ravencroft has been released. The Clampets are coming out this month. Actually, I think they get released this Friday, maybe. So that's going to be exciting to actually see those models. And then hopefully every month and a half, two months, we'll start seeing these other keywords for drop for these. So since they've been out now and people are playing proxying and playing against them. I thought it'd be a good opportunity to have a bunch of us on uh, just to talk about kind of like what are our experiences with these in the wild. This isn't going to be a deep dive between all of these. Um, so it's not going to be like a crazy long episode of that. It's more just like, hey, what are some really good models that we're noticing to really do work in each of these um, Madness of Malifaux Masters? And maybe what are some duds? Do we think some of these are overtuned, undertuned, uh, dare say broken? <laughs> but <laughs> we'll see how it goes. Uh, Jesse, I got to ask you what you're drinking. Uh, I'm keeping it local today. I have a Moby Dick Brewing Company, our local, uh, what do you call it? Uh, microbrewery, uh, brew, uh, brew house, <laughs> whatever you want to call it. What's the word? A restaurant that has beer. Oh, my God, Jesse. Yeah, sure, whatever. <laughs> um, brew pub. Brew pub is yeah. the word I'm looking for. Uh, Moby Dick Brewing Company okay. Ishmael, which is a Irish amber ale because they can't call it an Irish red. For there reasons. You know. <laughs> is that, I was say, is that copy, uh, yeah, copyright? Is that what that is? Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Pretty Killian's much, yeah. got it copyrighted, I and guess. And it's like a Killian's, but better. Uh, mm-hmm. But... Oh, nice. I'll have to mm, six pack of that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, let's just, uh, before we jump into this, make sure that everybody's checking us out on Discord. 
Uh, there's a ton of Malifaux discords and Rage Quit Wire is like everybody else and has one. So you check us out there. We got Twitter. Uh, you can also support us directly at patreon.com slash ragequitwire where you can support us for as little as a doll hair. And then finally, uh, we got the YouTube channel where last episode I didn't get a short clip out of that one, mostly because I was driving out to uh, Kansas. But yeah, usually we drop a mini clip of something either funny or some interesting interaction. Then we throw it up on YouTube, usually about eight to 12 minute clips. And they're, they're pretty good. They, they either show you some tech or show you somebody flipping out, which is always good, um, which is why Jim hit, hit himself. So if he gets angry, people <laughs> won't see it. <laughs> I am quivering with rage right now. I can tell just from the sound of your voice, I can tell. <laughs> <laughs> so let's get right into this. Um, so let's kind of just talk generally first. Uh, whenever there's a, a release like this where... It reminds me a lot of War Machine where it's like, here's this release. Everybody gets new stuff. It affects different factions either more or less, depending on the cool new things you got. And then it gets trickled out and released. So as far as just like general experience from these masters and new keywords, do we think they're generally been positive? Have you heard a lot of people crying about it? Like just all of us are pretty good with the community talking with people. So what are your general impressions as you play against them and you hear other people and their experiences? Yeah, I'd say, um, you know, one of the things that we haven't really seen bandied around, uh, especially in the Vassal community, um, but in the community at large, is the, the concept of banning an entire release of models until it goes through an errata cycle, which is something that's getting a lot of press in the Vassal circuit right now. Uh, there are some folks that are talking about this variation of the game that one of the members of the Vassal community is kind of spearheading called Balance Foe. Um, and it all kind of stems from, I think, some partially overblown concerns that a lot of the Madness of Malifaux stuff is really super overtuned. Um, there's definitely some stuff that's problematic, but I don't think it's to the point that they need to talk about, you know, removing an entire book's worth of content for, you know, probably the better part of a year or more before it goes through an errata pass. Um, I appreciate some folks that are trying to keep things balanced and fun and not have a year of two or three masters dominating the tournament scene in their eyes. But, uh, that's not really the way that I want to play the game. Let's be real. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, and uh, honestly, I don't I don't agree with that at all, just me personally. Um if if they wanted to do that though, it's their online community, they can do whatever. So hey, go go for it. But as far as that goes, I wouldn't recommend that because if, you know, people have the new stuff, they want to play the new stuff, they want to enjoy their new toys, and it's on let's let's be clear about this. The new keywords, whatever you say about them, are yep. just freaking cool, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you look at what they do, their fluff, their themes. It's just a they just add a coolness to the game. And it also, to me, it makes the game not as stale because now you have new problems that you have to try and you have to try and resolve. So, like, yeah, some of this stuff may be overtuned, but there are keywords that have ways to deal with that stuff so some keywords that have existed can deal Mm -hmm. with it better than others but to me that new challenge makes the game interesting and it's like ooh, i need to figure out something to deal with that and if you don't then you know it can be a little rough so what about you jim how how do you feel about all this stuff in the wild now 
So I'm going to echo a lot of what you said, Jesse. I think that the community is feeling very overwhelmed at the moment. And part of that is we haven't seen a release like this where everyone gets something new since second edition. Uh, so there's a whole generation of new players who have never gone through a everyone gets a new master mm -hmm. sequence. And this is now at a time where online play and proxies are way more common than they were in second edition. Yeah. You know, 3E launched with Von Stuck being added to the game, and you didn't hear people crying about Transmortis for a couple of years. And I think part of that was people weren't proxying him and his models just weren't out yet. Yeah, I think that's the big yeah. point about that. But Dixon. Yeah. No, no, I I agree. Like the the whole Von Stuck thing, I remember it was just like ridiculously hard to get that box. The mm -hmm. the Academy, I think it was called, something mm -hmm. like that. It was just insanely hard to get your hands on it yeah and so now that people can effectively play with things before the models are released everyone's trying all the things and it's just a lot for people to parse it and, is better and, in person because you know you're not going to see it in a tournament unless it's released or you have some kind of 3d printed proxy or something so mm -hmm. like right now the only stuff people are seeing live like in real life is Damien, which we can, we'll talk about Will him we? really? later. You think so? Um, and and now he's going to be the last <laughs> one to. just because I'm sick and tired of talking about <laughs> We kind of have to. We don't want to talk about, you know, we don't and talk about Damien. Now you're going to start seeing the Clampets in real life. So, And mm -hmm. to me, I, I think that's better because you can get used to Damien. Because you think about it, we've had, what, six or seven months now mm -hmm. getting used to Damien? Maybe not that much, maybe six? No, mm -hmm. six, six. Yeah. And now if you're playing in real life, not Vassal, now you're starting to see Bayou, so we'll start seeing that creep up, start getting those models, and then hopefully, weird, if you're listening, Tull needs to be the next one, because I want to buy that crap. Tull is I, the next one. Is he really? Updated it today. You can yes. see the sculpts. <laughs> which two, you guys about. need to listen so to that, the that dates the time of recording. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> but, um, dice. To that end, um, uh, just want to echo something you said, Pete. The sculpts are, they've really shown the uh, advancement of their art artistry and their sculpt design of the edition. Because yeah. the, the Cavalier models just look so dynamic. And I really appreciate that they're willing to take more risks with model design with these new keywords. Yeah. And I know people are going to judge me super hard, and that's okay. I don't mind being judged. Okay. Why? But... Why are they going to judge you? I come from the background of being in the field <laughs> artillery. So all this artillery stuff, I'm just like, game on. Like, this is my jam. Pulled the guilt stuff out of storage. Boom. That's playing Dashel against Dixon. I'm like, this is this aggression train is my wheelhouse. I, I lo love everything about it. Yeah. And I have a, a very, very sad suspicion that you're going to like Dalt as well. Oh, yeah. So I played against Nick oh. Westbrook, right, on Vassal. Right. And he played Tall, and I played I played Parker, too. And it, it was a bloody affair, but it was a really cool game. Uh, I mean, I didn't like everything that was happening, but it was cool that it was happening. <laughs> oh, and my, my last initial thought is, uh, like any game, uh, Malifaux has a narr narrative that's ongoing and evolving. So in a world that is 
moving forward in time, you have to have new characters come into mm-hmm. the fold. Yep. So new content, new new keywords are inevitable. And I think that when you're designing new keywords, you have to find new design space for them. And you're going to learn a thing or two. You know, things are going to be more interesting than Lady J at release of third, which is, you know, a fairly straightforward keyword. Toll has yeah. got more tricks, and that's okay. I, I, I'm not a designer. I don't think any of us here are game designers. I don't think we're pretending to be game designers. I think Dixon's, oh. Dixon's a little better at it than a lot of people. Um, oh, I, I designed crap. It's just that oh, because well. of health reasons, I had to stop, but it's fine. Yeah, so I'll tell Dixon like an idea, like, "Hey, I want this model to have this ability." He's like, "That would be stupid. That would be so. <laughs> that would be over the top good." It's like Pete, you four, sure. pick the meanest <laughs> thing that I've said to you. <laughs> I mean, that's not the meanest thing you've ever said to me <laughs> about design. Yeah, no. But maybe, that being maybe. said, there's there's many many ways that they actually can just make it interesting without actually making it complicated. Sure. And I've seen a few models that I absolutely love. Uh, are like that. Uh, Cervantes. Cervantes is very uncomplicated, and he is very interesting. Like when when I was playing against you, uh, it, it was a cool trick to see all those rats pop. Am I wrong? Uh, every time he's like escargo, <laughs> and then he kills a rat, S-car-go. and then he charges that rat, and it, it's like he was zipping like all <laughs> like Zoro like across the battlefield, killing rats. Yeah, ridiculous. So, that. I'm hoping that they pull more towards the, you know, the Cervantes. I'm not saying that they have to be like him, funny or hilarious or whatever. No, Uh, but they shouldn't have like, okay, so in the blue moon, this scheme marker has to be pointing left and then three quarters, (laughs) you know, like don't overcomplicate it. Uh, Just make it it fit a theme. If you make it fit a theme, I, I... I guarantee you, people will love it regardless of how complicated it is. Yeah, and I, I feel like that's definitely a good point. Like, don't punish weird for trying new things, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah, it's new, and the way it interacts with the rest of the table and the rest of the masters might be a little overtuned, but I think that's something they can tweak in, in the errata. So I, I don't punish them for making something too good. Yeah, absolutely. And um, also, I I would like it if they went back to, I'm not saying that they have to 100%, but like, back in the day, Weird would look for odd things in history or mythology and make something that you haven't seen before. Example, the Free Corps. And another one, let's go with, you know, um, fucking Bad Juju. They're both things that you see in, like, mythology from, like, urban legends and stuff, or history. Recourse was actually a mercenary army in the um, what you call it Austrian side of the uh, the equation back in World War One. Uh, that's cool. Yeah. But then you look at Malifaux, the world is different, so they fit a different narrative and yada yada yada. So they keep doing that. I would prefer if they did that. Uh, an example would be the Jersey Devil. I would love to see a model for the Jersey Devil in Malifaux. <laughs> Where else have you seen it? That'd be cool, right? I mean, the closest thing we got is Tuco, and nobody plays Tuco because he's oh, hot garbage. We were just talking about that. I love Tuco. Yeah. Great model, not great yeah, rules. Correct. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. I could I could safely say that one of the things that I've noticed about Malifaux Burns is pretty much every model that I've tried so far is good for something. 
Like, I actually haven't felt like any of the models is bad. Uh, actually, no. I just remember only one. Only one, and that's because four out of four games he did nothing was the Bokaro Bansai. Or the Bokaro Rider, whatever the call is. Oh, the Buckaroos. The Wahoo yes. Buckaroos or whatever. Yeah, whatever they are, like, they did not do anything. I was literally the only model that I was just like, this is hot garbage. <laughs> this well, is terrible. That's fair, but I'm going to kind of go down the line a little bit here as we get uh, into these uh, yeah, these different sorry. keywords and masters and how we've seen them either being used. and Because one thing I think we can all say is that I think, I think generally speaking, the way these keywords are starting to filter out is there's usually a title or the first or second version of the master that seems a little better. Um, and maybe not in all situations, but there's definitely, I've noticed with a lot of these keywords that, hey, this this version of the master is better. Um, I do want to start with the red library though. And okay. yeah, and Jesse, you, you've you been playing, I don't know, how many games have you either gotten in or played against red library? Because you've gotten a, a handful. A couple of them, oh, yeah. Oh. oh, go ahead, Dixon, cool. yeah. Cool little, it's just a cool little tidbit. Uh, I love that they added a word search for like books. If you just type in madness, all the models for the Ma- madness of Malifaux will pop out. So I just like hit the, 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 the factions. I, I just, I figure I would say that since like this is like kind of a PSA. Yeah, it you're talking about in that. the app. If you just, if you just type in madness, It'll yeah. pull up all the Madness of Malifaux. It'll populate only the models from the Mal- Madness of Malifaux. So li- listeners, you can follow along as we regale you with tales from the <laughs> battlefield. <There you> go. <laughs> so, Jesse, what do you think about this keyword since you've actually played him? Yeah, yeah. I haven't uh, I haven't played against Lindley just yet, but I've used Lindley, I think, five or six games so far. Um all but one of those have been with Lindley too, and I did try Lindley one out um, just the once, but I need to get some more reps with her. She's a little more complicated. Um, is two the uh, storyteller? Is two, the one? two is the storyteller, yeah. Okay. And then one is the bibliothecary. So Best name. It is a good name. <laughs> Very good name. Took a few tries to get the pronunciation right, but I figured it out. <laughs> so what I found with... Um, Lin Lee and the Red Library and story keywords is that they they seem to play into GG3 pretty well in the sense that they have a really strong center game. Uh, they can hold the middle of the board very effectively. They've got a lot of tricks to toss hits off onto other models. Um, story of Tan Gyeong has like a once per turn six inch aura take the hit, which is bananas. It is so much better in practice than I thought it was uh, on paper. Uh, it's pretty pretty gross. And then you can split damage out between um, red library models and map map so that if a red library takes a damage, you can reduce that damage by one to have map map take a, a damage instead. Um, there's a decent amount of healing available in the keyword. Not a ton, but like enough, especially with um, Linley 2. So what it ends up creating is this kind of like two or three model center where you can really hold the middle of the board or you can maybe center or center it around like a guard marker and you pretty much are going to dominate that area unless somebody comes into you pretty hard and has good target selection uh, but then the keyword also has two incredibly good flanker scheme runner type models with um paper tiger and story of um sun wukong the monkey king so Paper Tiger is kind of easy to kill, 
Um, but Sun Wukong is not at all. So what you end up having is like you can hold that center, but then you can also go off on the flanks to do things like spread them out. Uh, you can do breakthrough pretty easily. If it's a diagonal deployment, it makes it a lot easier to get those outside um, like covert or guard markers. There's a good amount of card draw on the keyword. Like if you play Lindley yeah. 2, you do have a pretty hard hitting master that can easily hit min 4, which is pretty nice. The rest of the keyword doesn't have a lot of punchiness, though. So, like, the, it seems to work better by kind of getting you jammed up and making it hard for you to shift their shift or kill her models, uh, and then either punching key models down with Lindley two, or just kind of bogging you down so that her flankers can do their jobs. I I always feel, and this this keyword's no exception. Ten Thunder seems to me the keyword that has, or not the keyword, the faction that has the most dynamic and kind of beautifully sculpted models. Yeah. And I really feel the same way about this keyword. Like you look at the art and there's so much like character and flavor to mm -hmm. all this stuff uh, that I'm just, I'm excited to see somebody who's really good at painting, put this together. I think these are probably going to be in the hands of a skilled painter. One of the coolest looking keywords in the whole game. I think so. Um, really yeah. incredible. That was like the only. I'm very sad, like that. My guess about the Paper Tiger was right. So I guess a, a while ago, I was like, Paper Tiger is never going to see to play because it's just it dies too fast. Yeah, I mean, if you need two flankers, you take Paper Tiger and Sun Wukong. But if you only need one, you always just take Sun Wukong instead. Um, I mean, yeah, that's, yeah. It's just because I've seen that. Like, I, by the way, I called Tang Yan. I think you say I called Tom Guan. Yeah, yeah, yeah I called sure. Tom Guan because I used to play Don Juan. Uh, <laughs> No, no, Tom Tom Guan was a big player in in a War Machine, um, and I yeah. just remember him, and that's the reason why I was like every single time I look at it, I was like Tom Guan. Yeah, <laughs> all yeah, the day. I mean... But anyway, what I was gonna say is like, I I guess it's most of the time people don't see a reason not to play more uh, just Sung Wukong mm -hmm. uh, and Tom Guan, and those two are fast enough, and that's it. Yeah, yeah, I mean, the games that I've taken, both the Paper Tiger and Sun Wukong, it's been like, it's because there was like spread them out in the pool, and I was playing Linley too, so I wanted to have the ability to drop markers on both sides, and Breakthrough was also in there, so I knew that if one flank crumbled, I'd still be able to get there with the other flank. Um, the nice thing, too, about if you do end up in a game where you can play both of them, if you just need Sun Wukong to run off on a flank and, like, kill or tie up a schemer, he can go back to the middle of the board and be effective because, like, extended reach is just really good. So he can help, you know, help, you know, control your, or uh, help manage your bubble in the middle. He has a yes. really good kidnap ability. Um, it is resisted, but, like, it's pretty wild. It's uh, he's, he's incredible. Yeah. He's incredible. He has one I of mean, the better not... kidnap abilities in the game, I think, so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. and he's not, like, necessarily super tough to kill but mm -hmm. he is like extended reach brings a lot more survivability to him that i expected mm -hmm. that was a shocking thing i was yeah. like i can't charge you yeah. I, and i do want to <laughs> use this kind of moment here because i do think that when you have these releases there there is something that the community should react to things that either are too stupid or they're being interpreted or kind of played the wrong way um, and I, I think Koji is a good example of this, hmm. uh, because apparently there's, there's ways you could technically draw a bajillion cards. Um, and, and we've talked about before how you draw cards with Koji. Uh, basically you can just 
you know, attack your own stuff to drop enemy scheme markers and then use other actions to draw a crap ton of cards when it drops again. But I do want Jesse for uh, Captain Con, you did implement kind of a house rule for Koji. Uh, you just want to explain that real quick and why you felt like it, as a TO, you felt like it needed sure. to be done. Yeah. So um, long story short, I won't go through the whole combo, but essentially Koji has a ranged attack that as part of the base attack drops an enemy scheme marker within three inches of the target. Doesn't require a trigger. All you have to do is hit and there's no enemy only restriction on it. So basically you could take him and he has a protection money aura that where anytime an enemy scheme marker is dropped within six of him, he draws a card. And then there are two other models in Thunders that have the same aura. It's actually the only place that that aura appears in the game. It's not in any other factions. But there's no once per activation limit on that aura. So what ends up happening is if you drop an enemy scheme marker within two or three of these auras, you're going to draw two or three cards every time one of those markers is dropped. So Koji could take his activation first turn, shoot one of your models that has like armor and corporeal twice, do probably two damage to it drop two markers and draw six cards. And then if you're playing Chenlong, you can use four wins punch to move one of your models up the field, pick up all the markers that were near it and drop them all within a radius of it when they end the move, which happens to be inside all three of those auras again. So then you draw six more cards and you just do that every time you four wins punch. So <laughs> you can draw like, depending on the number of protection monies you take and which version of Shenlong you take, and how much chi you can gen generate and pass around those upgrades, especially with Shenlong 2, you can draw, like, 30 cards in a turn, trivially, like, with no resources. Not, e not even going all. out of your way. <laughs> you don't have to flip any cards that matter. You don't have to hit any TNs. The only thing you're limited on is where the markers are and um, how many AP you can use for wins punching. Were, were people reaching out to you, Jesse, asking about this combo, or did you do it preemptively? There had been a lot of rumbling um the on the vassal community um and some local folks got in touch with me to ask what i was going to do about it within it was like probably like two or three weeks of when the actual event happened i had to do it pretty quickly i didn't i, I don't i don't necessarily know that it was like a dominant play style that it was just going to run the table but then at the uk nationals I found out that Ollie ended up running a Shenlong crew with the Koji combo all five rounds, and he ended up with like a plus twenty five diff and won every one <laughs> of his games. Jeez, yeah, pretty pretty wild. So after that happened, I was like, okay, I don't want Captain Khan to play out that way, and I know that Damian's super good, and he's probably going to win because we had some strong players that were running him, and he was just going to end up on top. But at least that's a game, yeah, in a sense, sort of, kinda. Um, if your opponent is taking Koji plus one protection money model in Shenlong one, drawing, you know, 16 to 20 cards in a turn, and all of his models have Chi so they can get plus two stat, so now he has a stacked hand and he's defending and attacking at stat eight anytime he needs to on most stuff, like, you're never going to be able to get through serious hits on him and he's going to get through everything that he really, really needs to get through, limited yeah. by the amount of Chi that he has. Um, plus, you bring in like an out of keyword, really heavy hitting beater like a Fuhatsu or um, a Lone Swordsman, and you've got a whole hand of like a stacked hand of all severes to to cheat in uh, to really enable their activation. And it just it turns into a game that I don't really personally. Maybe this is just me soapboxing. I don't feel like that's the way that Malifaux is meant to be played, and it's not really the way that I would like to see it played in events that I run or yeah, participate I agree. in. So. 
Yeah, and, and that's what we got to do as a community. I feel like anytime something gets released and it's just kind of like that's just stupid. Like <laughs> it's something that was clearly overlooked. Yeah. So we'll see what happens in the next Arata Pass if they fix it. Maybe we'll find out it was intended all along, and I'll just be, you know, sticking my foot in my mouth. But we shall see. There should be a cap of how many cards you draw in a turn. Yeah. I'm not saying that it should be a hard cap as in, like, oh, Malifaux, you cannot draw more than X cards in a turn, blah, blah, blah. No. I mean, as in, like, if you're going to do a balance, you know, it would be around this. I don't yeah. honestly think that this was a, oh, they just want you to draw forever cards. I think this was just more like a... Whoops, we yeah. kind of forgot that this yeah. is not a thing that we could do. Yeah, there were like a lot of things that went into this combo that I, I am supposing are probably unintended. Like, okay, Koji can drop enemy scheme markers. All right, sure. Um, but then they were like, oh, hey, like protection money is not once in activation. So that's a problem. Well, that's what nerds and, do anyways. We just wreck stuff when it gets right. released. Like, how can I break this? Right. Yeah. Right. And then... No, we'll, we'll... I mean, like, it does a, that was a very easy thing to, like, completely yeah. overlook. Like, oh, every time you drop a enemy scheme marker within range of mm -hmm. this, uh, you know, crazy shit happens. Like, yep. that's easy. That's easy to overlook. Yep. And then, like, the four wins punch thing, making it so the markers actually get removed and then dropped with a capital D again so that they trigger the, four the protection money instead of saying that they just get placed within a radius of the model after it nice. finishes the push. Like, little wording changes on a couple of different models would fix the issue. Um, okay. But none of those wording changes have happened, so the combo still works. So I played two Shenlong combos at Captain Con weekend. Um, I played Landon, and I played John Goldborn. And John knows Shenlong better than I think anyone mm -hmm. on the North the American continent. <laughs> and Landon's one of the strongest players on the North American continent. And I want to say that playing into the changes that you implemented made the combination feel very fair. So, at least as a test run, the forcing Koji to move forward and extend himself and put himself in a little bit of danger made the trade-off of getting cards feel much better. Like, I had agency, he had agency. That felt good. John actually ran to Amai instead of Koji because the Amai just make a scheme marker at the start of the game, sort of like a grave digger makes corpses. Mm -hmm. And he ran double heart, uh, silent protector Lotus eaters <laughs> for the two protection money and had a effective defense seven, take the hit model for his entire crew, which felt very strong but I was able to remove those markers because I was playing Bayou and 12 cups exists. Yeah. And I'm not saying Turns that out. one, one factions, one upgrade, it makes it fair. But at, in that situation, I had counterplay options and the game, even though he used the card draw, I felt like I had agency because of the changes that were implemented. Yeah. I feel like there is a lot of, Especially post uh, post getting everybody getting new titles and stuff like that. I, I feel like there is a lot of agency to get rid of markers and scheme markers. So I, I do agree with that, um, that there's enough tech out. There. And that's kind of what I was saying is there's a lot of keywords that can deal with a lot of this new stuff. I think it goes back to what Jesse is saying is that people are overwhelmed because there's so much new stuff. So you have to get used to it. 
and especially on Vassal, like you could play, you know, a new title of this new keyword and it's like plays totally different. And mm-hmm. I mean, I had that experience with Dixon where he dropped Teary and I was like, I have no clue what this mm-hmm. crap does. So I'm just going to go into yard and do what happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Teary is another one I have strong opinions about, but we'll get there. <laughs> we'll, we'll get yeah. to her. Dixon's um, making a face at me. Oh, oh no. He's fine. Oh, um, I did Just want to talk. I was able to fight off like four executioners over the course well, of three rounds. That doesn't mean that she's OP. We'll get there. We'll get we'll there. Get there. <laughs> um, I did want to uh, real quick on the subject of Red Library. I have a local, and between my local and I, we've played three or four games of Lynn Bibliothecary, and I really like her. Yeah. Um. So the big thing is that ar- not armor for having scheme markers near her. Mm-hmm makes her way harder to shift in scheme-heavy pools. So I feel like she pairs very nicely with Storyteller, who seems like much more of a scrummy, fighty master. Mm -hmm. So this is a keyword that can do the scheme and can do the punchy. And so from a design perspective, I like keywords where the titles complement each other that way. To your point, Pete, it doesn't feel like there's an objectively correct Lin to play. Yeah. Yeah, and after having played her, I would tend to agree with that. And, you know, the one thing I'll say is it's not like she's going to dominate the Thunder's landscape. Um, Thunder's has a lot mm-hmm. of really strong masters. Uh, I don't think that she's at the top of the heap. The keyword has some significant weaknesses. It tends to bunch up a lot. So if you can really punish it with shockwaves and blasts, uh, it does have a decent amount of card draw, but things mm-hmm. the chips kind of have to fall in the right order to make that card draw take off. You can have a turn where... You draw a bunch of cards and then another turn where you really don't draw a whole lot at all. It, it it doesn't really have a tremendous amount of ranged threat. Like if there's a dedicated beater, like a like a heavy hitting uh, melee master like a Nekama, like it's going to give them problems because it'll get through the defenses that they do have without that much difficulty. And there's only one model in the entire keyword that's min three, and that's Lindley two. Everything else is min yeah. one. There's not ready access to focus in the keyword. The damage tracks are mm-hmm. decent, but they're not like crazy. I mean, it, there's like one or two, two, four, fives, and then a, some bunch of two, three, fours. And um, yeah, they'll have trouble dealing with uh, significant amounts of armor mitigation, shielded, that kind of thing. So uh, yeah. I was going to say, yeah. it's like uh, by decent, you mean average? Because that's, that's what yeah. I mm-hmm. noticed. Yeah. They didn't yeah. hit hard. They were just <laughs> like here one second, gone the next. It was just like, oh. I guess I got to chase them down. And the problem was the hardest thing to kill was definitely the stupid monkey. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So uh, was definitely, because like the thing book. is like, he would hit you, so place you bad. somewhere else, charge somebody else, place it somewhere else, and then do the bonus action and disappear. And I was just like, okay. Like, <laughs> I guess yeah. I and so you. going off that, there's two questions that I definitely want to ask at the end of each of these sure. new keywords. Oh. So the first question I want to ask is if you have experience against, Red Library, what is either the strongest model out of that new keyword or the most busted model, if there is one out of that new keyword? <laughs> I think this one, it's kind of just strongest. I don't see anything that's maybe, I mean, you could argue Koji if your group doesn't errata him. Yeah. But besides that, is there anything that's like, what's the strongest model coming out of this keyword? Yeah, I mean, I'd say gross. from keyword, like story and red library, I would say story of Tang Yong, the writer is probably yeah. maybe a little overtuned. Um, he's really, really, really good, and I think he's going to see a lot of out of keyword hiring and in, in thunders. 
I don't really, there's nothing else in the keyword that's really backbreaking, I don't think. Um, mm-hmm. If you come into Lindley 2 and you don't know how she works, she's going to make you have a real bad day. <laughs> mm-hmm. But it's not to the point that she's broken. She's got plenty of weaknesses. Um, what about you, Jim? Which one you think is really strong out of this keyword? Yeah, it, I think it was the story of Tan. Okay. I, I I think you're going to see him the most out of keyword just mm-hmm. because uh, Divine King is really good. But other than being a, a a tank, he's not really doing a whole lot of offensive damage. No. And I think that's a fair place to be for a tank. Okay. So the last question before we move on is, what is the worst model <clears throat> in this new keyword? Because I think everybody has one. Calligrapher. <laughs> um, I don't agree. Um, oh, I think okay. calligraphers, I would never hire them unless I had a reason to hire them. Um, exactly. Are, <laughs> uh, well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I think that they are a tech pick that Thunders really, really, really are going to be able to leverage in certain matchups. Um, Dixon's making such faces at me. So I'm trying to no. I'm looking at the the model and going where I'm, I can't see this. So they, you know how analyze weakness is like a thing on some models and like yeah, you're talking about yeah, right. And like mm-hmm. analyze weakness, it kind of sucks. Like it's not yes. it's not that good. Like you have to activate a model with it early. You have to dedicate an AP to it. It's relatively short range. You have to hit with it. Then yes. your opponent has the ability to react and do stuff to to counter the model that you just ignored the armor on. Um, right. And it only works on armor. So the deal with calligraphers and the reason that I feel like they're going to be maybe not a super powerful, but a, a very inexpensive tech pick into certain crews is their rewrite ability. Now, granted, it's stat five. It's, on, it's against willpower. But, you know, you're talking about a five stone model here, so you can't ask for too much. Yeah. It basically makes you... It makes a model lose one of this long list of rules, which I won't go through right now, and then the calligrapher gains that list. So you can walk the calligrapher up, rewrite within eight inches, steel armor two or incorporeal or terrifying or whatever from that right. model, give it to the calligrapher, and then it can accomplice into another beater so that you can immediately yeah. pounce on the model that you just stripped the defensive ability from. And then there's certain other cute times where, like, you don't really think there are that many times that taking flight off something is going to be a big deal, but like, I can see that. You'd be wrong. <laughs> I can I can see that wronging somebody. I mean, I, I would like to see that, I guess, but like so far, it's just one melee hit, he dies very easy. I mean, to a degree, but bear in mind, if you're stealing armor two, it's not like you're just taking armor two off the model. You're giving him armor two, and he also... has and he has slippery, so you have to be in base contact with him to attack him. Um, right, right, right. But, like, I'm also, like, taking into account also the type of crew that I was playing against is, if I remember correctly, I was playing Titania 1. Mm-hmm. So I ignored concealment, so that model was garbage because of that, too. So the, maybe I am actually biased just in this one assessment because of that. Like, literally, I'm, like, trying to remember. I was like, why did I think this model was just hot garbage? Yeah, I mean, I completely forgot. <laughs> I was like, oh, I ignore his concealment and fuck him. Yeah, I mean, it's... It... It's a He's five not, stone model. It's a five stone model. Like, I don't feel bad. <laughs> what do you want, Dixon? Six out of keyword. If it's not everything could be a test subject. Yeah, I mean, if somebody <laughs> runs a, if I'm playing I'm against sorry. um, what's his face, Hoffman, and he runs a friggin' peacekeeper or Howard into my face, right. and then I can go with the calligrapher, get rid of their armor, and murder them. Yeah, like, in, in I'm game, okay with that. Armor. 
Yeah, no, like, like I said, I I apologized already, and I admitted that I was wrong. You don't have to wrong. apologize to anybody. You guys don't have to gang up, you stack sack of craps. Well, you know, we take, <laughs> well, we Jesse, take every what, chance we can. Well, Jesse, what is your worst apparently. model, then? Uh, if it's, so, the worst model in the keywords. So I would say I feel like playing Bibliothecary, you probably have, like, a one bookkeeper tax, uh, just because of the stuff that it does to help enable her play mm -hmm. style. But aside from that, I would say bookkeepers are probably pretty weak. Um, I would be tempted to even say that Paper Tiger is there, but I I think bookkeepers are just overtly worse than Paper Tiger. So I'm going to go bookkeepers. Okay. Cool story, gang. See what I did there? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so the next one I want to talk about, um, yeah, this this one, I, I like the idea of it, and I think it might have some cool things. Um, but that's going to be with... Uh, with Castor and basically he's one of the dual uh, faction new masters that came out. So you can play Castor in either Neverborn or Rezzers. And he kind of has this returned thing going on, which, uh, yeah, there's, there's a lot of crazy models you can bring with that. But Jim, I think you probably have the most experience with Castor if I'm not wrong. I've played him a couple times. Uh, I don't know if I've hit a half dozen yet, but, close to that uh, with and against almost exclusively in Neverborn. So I have not dabbled with what I think is his better faction in Rezzers. Trying to word this in a way that is fair to Castor. I think Castor is the most well tuned cruise that has come out of madness. I okay. think that, I think that of the, if you rank them on a power curve, his is closest to the pre-madness keywords mm -hmm. that came yes. out. So it's like, he's really solid, not super busted. Mm -hmm. um, what would you, so let's kind of go with a little bit of office space here. What would you say Castor actually does here? His crew is functionally split into fighty elements and schemey elements. And it is weighted towards fighty. So he's mostly a, a skirmishy brawl crew that wants to scheme on the edges. So like oh. really likes your diagonal deployments that still rewards you having a scrum in the middle. So by okay. saying that it is fair and balanced, you mean that it's below the curve? So that's why I was taking a long time to come up with the word to say it. Yeah. <laughs> No, I I know. Um, That's why I went out and said it myself. Because like the thing is, like a lot of people want to be fair yeah. to this thing. It's like no, no, it's it's weaker than most. I get it. Like I think it's on the same level well, as is, the is anglers, it, and I still think the anglers are good. Is it weaker than the the mad? Are we talking about weaker than Madness of Malifo? Like as an average, or are we talking lower than the average just Malifo masters and keyword? So, I think this tries to be Nekima, mm. but with a undead look or an undead I, feel. I, I will disagree okay. in in that I I see the argument that Fervent is trying to be similar to Nekima. Right. But I think he's more of a kidnap and isolate a single model a turn. Whereas she feels like she's cutting through two or three models and bleeding all over the place. Like an assassin play style. Is Fervent the guy where I keep seeing all these like lime memes? Yeah, I, Discords. 
Yes, yes. He's the lime tosser. Um, He's juggling limes. Can't hold all the limes. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> just can't um, hold all these limes. And then we have the one who just needs a Snickers in a <laughs> weekend. Um, yeah. and, and part of the difficulty is they clearly went theme first for Castor's mechanics. So like Awakened has I th- I think his best ability is dominate. It's eight inches, so he's a model that needs to get up in the middle. Staggered and stunned is a really potent combination That's to be brutal. handing out at stat seven. That's his money action. Exactly. Uh and he has a little bit of punch. He can, you know, devour you can put positives to damage is always good. So, you know, you can devour something, you can dominate, but you read through the rest of his bits, he's got a ton of scheme marker stuff here. So he's like, Awakened is the schemey one, but he still wants to fight. I can appreciate that. <laughs> I like my stuff to fight no matter what. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I, I mean, in my opinion, Awakened is the better of the two. I know that people have told me it's like, but I that they, they thought the fervent would be better for me because I'm a more aggressive player. But dominate is such a good ability yeah, that right. it like it's a shame that not more things in his keyword take advantage of that type of control. Like the mm-hmm. only thing that I can imagine with him so far, maybe there's somebody out there that you know has figured out something else. But like it's it's literally Cavern Nephilim. That's it. I was going to say, Cavern Nephilim is my favorite because it's like a janky mature. <laughs> that's absolutely like, what it is. This this Nephilim has so much jank to it. That's where I'm like, yes, for Barbaros, please. <laughs> well, the, the big issue that I find with them is that you want them to have focus all the time. Whereas with the Nephilim, you can be okay with not having focus every now and then. It's not like you don't want them to have focus, but mature can just be like, I'm fine. Whatever. But are you saying that like, because are you saying uh, that because you want to hit moderate damage because the min kind consistently? Of yeah, you you consistently want to hit mod and severe because the min is too damage. Granted that they have the use of uh, what you call it, pushing into in two inches, but they have, in my opinion, garbage triggers. Like their triggers are just bad. Uh, I I do like echolocation though. That's probably my favorite part of it because. You can Fair. you can really get into some unique locations with that. Yeah, but it's uh, once per turn, so I don't care. It's happened before. Like you miss, I miss it, or I, you know, I black joker it, and it's just like, well, that's my entire plan. I guess I'm effed. I don't have backup plan sticks, and this either works or I lose. <laughs> <laughs> if you first, you last. Right. That's right. <laughs> no, but like in you know in a slightly less serious. I, I'm mean more serious. <laughs> no, serious. I'm not being no. very serious right now. No, no, me, me, me. Okay. Because I was serious before, and now I'm, I'm gonna be less serious. Um, at least if you had a like a desire to branch out to the resurrectionist, and you're uh, uh, what you call a neverborn player. There you go. You, you have your neverborn resurrectionist master. Have mm-hmm. at it. Yeah, and yeah. I'll say that I mean, Barbaros is kind of a baller. Like being able to hire Barbaros into a uh, Neverborn or Rezzer crew is pretty good. Oh yeah. my god, I, that's, yeah. so, that's so true. That is true. And a lot of interactions that we have not yeah. uncovered yet. Yeah, pretty wild. What do you say that? 
So, for example, uh, bringing Barbaros into nev- into Resurrectionists, uh-huh. uh, you can give him the Whisper, and Barbaros has shove aside, so you can give him focus with Grave Spirits touch from another dude. You can give him a second focus from Gwil or Urnbearer. And then you can send him with his two four five built-in shove aside, take three attacks at two four five, um, killing things and drawing cards. Interesting. That's a that's one very basic interaction that I haven't tried yeah. out yet. Actually, um, that sounds better than the idea that I was using, which was give him uh, the two region because he at that point he heals in two different sources, so he mm-hmm. triggers twice, and then you know the Gwil and Brood Fighters uh, only. Uh, brood fighter only triggers the move when it's brood fighter's heal. I didn't say brood fighter. I said he has two different sources of healing, so then Gwil and the others can trigger off of him twice. Yes, that is a true statement. But that yeah. works for anyone with the regen. Like Atherak right. has regen. Well, regen only triggers once. Brood fighter regen triggers twice. I see what you're saying. Yeah, that's the reason why I like it better. I like it better because. Barbaros is the only one, as far as I know, that doesn't have regen, but he has regen. So right. like, it, it just makes it better. Yeah. I, I think you have to be more patient when you have these dual master kind of dual keyword uh, combo wombos because there's so many tech picks that you could bring in that like it could be like three months from now and right. somebody finds out that there's some reser combo that just makes Castor kind of gross. Um, it's it's almost like what uh, Azahul did with Dead Man Walking, where a lot of Outcast players were like, oh, "This is just this isn't good," and then Azahul kind of came up with Benny being the Pivot Man, and it it makes that title sing pretty well. So it makes rats bombs. What yeah. the crap? <sighs> Love Irre- it. I- irresistible bombs. That's the annoying part. So the Nick real was scared. Question. The real question for you, Pete, because I know you've done this. You've you've played Barbaros as your leader in Outcast a couple of times. Yes, right? sir. So yes, now sir. that you can hire returned models into your Outcast led or your Outcast Barbaros led crew, does anything stand out to you? I kind of like the meme list of two cavern and two matures. That just seems like, hey, <laughs> uh, let's let's do it. I actually he hasn't played it though. I but I asked him a while ago, and he just kind of like. Just completely ab- avoided it and went straight for like, um, what you call it? The the uh, dash hole. He went for dash hole. He went for for anybody else except for Barbaros. I want him to play him. <laughs> so if I I think that there is so much there now because like I haven't even looked at this Atherac model, so I don't know if that would help Barbaros. There's these stupid Gwissin and crap you can bring. I don't even know what White Eyes does. So that, but that's what I'm saying. There's so many cool little, like, you can really, it, when I have that Barbaros itch, there's so many cool new models to be like, how can I pimp it? Like, how can I fit so much more returned in this car? And yeah, it, it'll be fun. And a lot of the Outcast community is really excited. Honestly, mm-hmm. once the actual models come out, I know there's some of them that are out, obviously, but once like this actual core box and stuff comes out, I think that then I'll kind of dig into it a little bit more because when I see the actual models and put and paint them, I, I get more excited in list building. So I'm just not there yet because me personally, I need to see models to get like super jazzed about it. Fair enough. I mean, 
I, I was gonna ask if has anybody seen White Eyes? I haven't seen it. Oh, yes. I already know what that does. Oh, yes. I really no, no. Like I, I've read it like multiple times throughout the months, like the last mm-hmm. six months. But I've been like, what the hell do you do? Because like <laughs> he's seven points for nine wounds with you know like interesting abilities that I just don't see it get anywhere, and so, I haven't seen it. I have a local Nathan who is an aficionado for Lucius. And White Eyes is a mimic. So not in the context uh, of returned, but when you have guild lawyers loading him with focus, or sorry, loading him with shielded, and then you give him a ton of out-of-activation actions so he can proc racked with spasms, he runs into the middle of your crew with a 2-4-5 attack and then pulses 3 or 4 damage to your entire crew hmm. while healing. Um... Oh, and you can't cheat against him because of inhuman physiology. So he becomes a problem. <laughs> how does, wait, how does he pulse out? Because I thought that he had to heal to pulse out. Um, after this model resolves an action outside of its activation, or if it would right, heal. Or if it would heal. So Lucius issues command. He does an attack. Oh. Guild <laughs> lawyer does obey. Um, you know, coordinated attack. So I think this is really a Lucius model that had to That's be fair. given the returned keyword because it was coming out in the same book. That's interesting. So kind of same thing that we generally said with the other one. Is there a model that just seems super strong in this keyword that you've seen, Jim? I'm going to go ahead and give it to Fervent. I like Awakened. I like his playstyle more. I think Fervent presents a very specific question to your opponent, which is, can you avoid a very fast model snagging your dude and pulling him into a crew full of beaters? And there's a lot of folks who can't, you know, answer that question right now. Yeah. Um, everything yeah. else has like a, a specific part. I think really fervent is the one that is the mate would make the most splash. Okay, anybody else have a, another? I, I don't have, like, any experience playing or playing against this, so... Just I, Cavern I can't, Nephilim. Yeah, I can't speak to uh, good or bad, really. No, that's it. Cavern Nephilim with a Shaman uh, with the Barbaros list. I haven't seen it yet, but I just... I have that much faith in that the Cavern Nephilim with, with the Shaman is a good combo. What about you, Jesse? Anything good you see out of this? Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm just going to answer the next question, too. I don't think that there's a bad model in this keyword. I think that they're all good in their own way. They all serve their own purposes. Um, and they do their jobs Particip- pretty well. What's that? Participation trophies everywhere. Yeah, no, they're all solid <laughs> models. I like them all. Now, best model and my favorite one, I'm actually going to have to go Gwil. I think Gwil is so damn good. Um, and I think that he's actually going to see a lot of out of keyword higher in resers as well. Um, the amount of healing that this guy can put out is staggering. Um, and I've seen it on the table a couple of times. Being able to drop those decays at eight inches, blasting onto stuff, dealing damage to enemies and giving out injured and healing your models for a flat two at the same time is Ooh, incredibly in good. Too. What's that? So that's built in. It's just built in. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, The other thing that he does is... (laughs) I'm going to give it to Jake Martin, my one of my good friends and one of my co-hosts of my podcast, for coming up with this combo. I think that he's probably the first one because he likes to find janky stuff. 
he hired Gwil into a Reva 2 crew, because he loves Reva 2, uh, and he hired the Grave Golem. And what he would do is use a Corpse Candle, turn 1, charge and attack Grave Golem, deal 2 damage to it to knock it down to 8. Um, and then Reva does the rest of her stuff just, you know, throughout the course of her turn, dropping a bunch of pyres. And Reva also drops a lot of corpse markers because of all the corpse candles that she keeps summoning. Gwil yes. would go and essence transfer off of the grave golem twice to kill it, turn one before it activates. And then when it activates, it just pops up at any corpse marker on the table at the start of its activation oh my. and starts swinging at <laughs> stat six. With a three, four, five damage track and doing the other stuff that a grave golem does, and then there's that there's enough corpse markers on the table because of the way that Reva's crew works that it's literally never going to die from that point. Uh, it'll come back every time, no matter what, because it's it's um mm-hmm. what do you call it? Demise ability is not once a turn, and you don't have to discard cards for it or anything. It just kind of happens. That's pretty um, cute. interesting. So it's not like super overpowered, but I'll tell you what. Um, having a three, four, five stat six beater that is literally impossible to kill can be a tough question to answer. Well, you know, and here's the other thing. I forgot that was a model until you just said it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Most people do. That's what I'm saying. Um, Anything I mean, you're, that you're brings a dead model alive, I'm all for it. Yeah. You're paying 19 points for this combo. I'm perfectly fine with it being OP. If it <laughs> yeah. was. I don't, I don't think, think it's OP. OP I don't think it's OP, but it sure is fun. And it's cool yeah. as hell. Yeah. I think the biggest issue with that combo would be if the enemy crew has any way to deny the the demise. That's it. That's we, don't, literally we, it. Don't, we don't talk about that, Dixon. Yeah, we're not playing Ten Thunders that. over here. <laughs> you say that as a calligrapher could take away its demise. He I says think. that like, Guild doesn't have ways to deal with the stupid demise. Dude, does Guild have? Yes. I'm, I'm, hey, I'm, I didn't say it was great. I just said it was cool as hell. But yeah, in all seriousness, I do feel like Gwil is a very, very strong model. The yeah, amount of healing I, that that you can put out is incredible. And That's anything incredible. that also puts out injured is just solid. Yeah. Hmm. I think it's just, I mean, I just thought that Decay was the only thing, but I guess Essence Transfer was something that I should have thought about too. Yeah, especially in Rezzers, because they have so many models with like regen, you can take upgrades to give out regen, there's lots yep. of healing available in Rezzers on the whole. So, like, the downside of it isn't really that big. Um, yeah, and Sanguine Evocation is not a bad ability. It's really not. It's it's a fantastic ability. It's it, For the longest time, it's, like, one of the few things I was keeping Leviticus in play, even after he got nerfed, like, two or three times. Mm-hmm. So, moving on to our next Duel Master. Um, as somebody who is in the middle of a, a three-game series with Dixon, because... I found a lot of people liked our three-game series episode we did, Dixon. But we're in yep. the middle of our next one. And I got to see Tiri both in, uh, well, no, it was in Explorers, but she's also right. outcast. But right. I got to see the Architect, and then I got to see you play the Nomad. And I'll tell you what, the Nomad seems a little bit better and super fast, and you kind of surprised me. And, <laughs> Yeah. It was corner deployment, and yeah, it was corner deployment. I was like at the midline. Uh, I think it was like midway through turn one. <laughs> I was just like, this crew didn't move this fast in the last game. <laughs> yeah, the biggest issue was like the emissary was like still in the deployment area, like four or five inches forward, and and I was like, okay, I may have to like switch them out for some other model because the well, rest of the crew was literally like all. The yeah, way but forward. with your experience here, Dixon, like because you've played a lot of outcasts before, and you're pretty yeah. active. 
I mean, yeah. do you do you are you liking Tiri? Are you liking how she's feeling oh, yeah. on the board there? Oh yeah, no, no. I was I was right. I was I was gonna like her. Um uh, the most disgusting about her thing about her was like the earthquake, like I did, because I like, pushed <laughs> it was my favorite thing and it, it didn't even like succeed completely. It was like because I didn't have the cards. So I pushed an executioner into a door and then I shot it with an earthquake and it splashed onto like four uh no three other models. And he had to use stones and something else. I forgot what it was. Another I think it was a shield actually. Uh, to not get any damage on, on his other models. And that was the only reason why I wasn't able to, like, you know, do the Wombo combo. I had to do a bonus action and a, and a normal action to cycle through my models so at least have one severe so that I could finally hit him because he I knew he had, like, two or three severes in hand. In my hand, the highest card when I started the turn was an eight. But she has an insane amount of ways to clear. I literally drew five cards. By the time I hit him, let me put it that way. Yeah, and I it, think it was insane. The thing that I find annoying about this crew, so I will say, this crew has a couple <laughs> things that kind of tick me off, ticks me off playing against them. Right. Uh, the built-in suits kind of pisses me off. Not gonna lie, it's like, hey, everybody <laughs> has a tome. This is super cool, guys. Whoa, like, whoa, whoa, whoa! Everybody that has a shield that has a tome. Yeah, because up. that's so. So, so everybody has it. So everybody has a built-in tome. If you have to, play, you have to play it correctly. You saw me like having to do like trigonometry to like. I'm joking. Mm. I I just had to. I like, had certain and, models next to each other, and that's it. And can I also <laughs> say that I, I I hope Parson dies in a fire too. That that guy's a douche. He's the <laughs> best. <laughs> I I played two games, and I don't let I I either kill him or try to run away from him because the thing the thing that's really annoying is what the heck is it? It's um. I mean, he hits like a truck if you let him. Yeah, so he hits pretty decent, but he had something else that was stupid. What was it? I'm guessing it's superheated. I'm gonna yeah. say superheated. It is. It is, is superheated. It is. It, it, that's what it was. He gives uh, uh what you call it, bonus damage flips. That's uh, that's a pretty cool ability. Yeah, yeah, that ended <laughs> up costing me a model or two. That was the one. Yeah, superheated from my bonus action. Because I need a two of anything, really, because it doesn't matter. Yes, yeah, I see you aging. Uh, you have thoughts? <laughs> so, Tyrion the Nomad is fucking dumb. Why? Why? <laughs> that model is so busted. And this Tell me is so bananas. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so, here's Preach. the deal. The Tyrion the Nomad... Iron Matron slingshot is so ridiculous. Like, over the top, so ridiculous. Jesse, Jesse, that Iron Matron was almost... So we're corner deployment, and it was almost in my deployment zone at the end of turn one. Before it activated? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) No, 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 no. I wasn't stupid, and I did not put it in his deployment zone before it activated, because... It just got there during you know, its activation. It's fine. Yeah. Well, it's yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. Th- there's a main reason why. There's a main reason why. As soon as I did my combos and I slowly started moving everybody up, uh, I could see it in the <laughs> uh, pizza eyes. That pizza was like, no, something's happening. Because, like, his crew is, like, almost to the midline. So he started getting more defensive positioning. Because I noticed that switch. Like, he was just like, oh, I'm doing my combo. And all of a sudden, it's like, why is your crew almost at the midline? And then... 
I kept doing like, my thing. We need to back. Like, we need to back up a bit here. <laughs> and then he just like slow, like slow your roll. So he started moving things to the corners and putting things in walls and doors and shit. And just getting yeah. So ready. I, I did. I did start kind of like moving up like normal in my Dashel One crew, right? So you're doing right. all your stuff. And then I saw this Iron Matron in the middle of the board, and I was like, "All right, we need to start spreading out or something. <laughs> this like this can't be good. Can't be good." Well, it'd be yeah, a shame if she had a way to control activations in one of her factions. Oh mm, wait, yeah. Jim Bakara exists. <laughs> I did yeah. not know that. That's a good, so that's a good point. Here's, here's the deal. Here's the deal with Terry. So Pete, what if I told you that you had a model called the Iron Matron with a great sword, which we all know is great sword. It's a great sword. Um <laughs> <laughs> that had a bonus action that let it move and just take an attack because reasons. Why not? Um, without charging, mind you, so that all of its attacks get the <laughs> extra de- plus damage flip from the greatsword, uh, yep. is a henchman with armor, will always have shielded so can and can stone for damage reduction, and has cruel disappointment so that you can't severe it or red joker yep. it. Seems pretty good, right? So yep. what if I also oh, oh, told oh. you... I'm not, I'm not, and I'm you not can like, make her... You can make her fast, don't forget. I'm, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Okay. So <laughs> that's just what's on the model. So what if I told you that you could also move this model three quarters of the way up the board before it activates while giving it a buff so that all of its damage flips are on plus, so that makes it a double plus with greatsword, and you can give it burnout for basically no cost because it has armor and shielded, so it's not going to take any damage from the burnout. Um, And you can toss it with the ancient construct and give it another passive buff where all enemy attacks against it are on negative flips until the end phase. Um, Shut up. I was about to show him that on the next game. Right. That's literally (laughs) what I was going to do next game. Right. And then then on top of that, while you're doing all this stuff to get this thing into your opponent's crew, you can also draw like six or eight cards passively just because that's how the crew works. So that when it gets there, you've got a stacked hand and then you can obliterate a model or maybe even two. Um, What would you say about that model, Pete? Well, here's the thing. I had a little taste of it the last game, and I didn't like it one bit. I literally had to dump, like, two executioners, a couple riflemen. Those nine activations. Uh, DCU. <laughs> I think Dashel took a shot. I think I even <laughs> threw a dispatcher shot in there. Yes. And I finally killed it turn three. Seemed good. No, no, no. Seemed no. Pretty good. It was bottom of oh, two. Oh, sorry. Sorry. End of, end of turn two. Close. Literally, literally activation before his last activation. It just took me two full... It basically took me a full turn to yes. deal with it. Yes. <laughs> it was beautiful. It was beautiful. I, yeah. I did try to save her because I, I was playing her poorly. It was like my second game after like theory crafting for a while. So my execution was shit. But it was beautiful. I I, yeah. I loved it. I loved every second of it. <laughs> yeah. And then on top of this, Tiri has one of probably the best totems in the game. The Ouroboros oh, bananas. Good Lord. How is that thing not... How is that thing not insignificant? Right. And then Bro, the funny her, thing is like he's like yeah. he's like, why is that thing almost to the midline? I'm like, oh, he's speed seven. That <laughs> thing is mm-hmm. speed seven. <laughs> yep. And uh Tiri's earthquake is just freaking amazing. Like it's, it's amazing, amazing. Pretty. So long story short, I have issues with this keyword. I'm not gonna soapbox about it. I think I've already made my my uh position known. But In the, my my issue is probably What's that? Third strongest. I think she's third strongest out of all the new keywords anyway. So that's the main reason why you're not hearing yeah. so much about her. Yeah. So she's... I think everything she does is too efficient. Um, 
Fair. She moves models and gives them fast and cycles cards all for the same AP. And then she can also make things just not count for schemes with another one of her triggers, which is kind yeah. of amazing. Yeah. Um, I had that conversation with him yesterday. When we were talking yeah. about the last two rounds, I told him, it's like, if I somehow would have seen your your schemes, I could just do this and deny you one point. Maybe I will, I will say that an executioner was putting her in the danger zone pretty quick. Sure. You lucky luck sacked a double, neg- I mean, a negative severe. Like, you literally double severed her hey, I'd rather with a be critical luck- strike. I, I'd rather be lucky than good, man. Mm-hmm. I don't care. Yeah. Man. Don't care. <laughs> yeah. I, I make bad decisions all the time. I need luck. That's true. I mean, off the path is, is like strangely like the most disgusting thing about her. Yeah, I hate that ability. It's, that. Yeah, it's that ability so is off the path MVP. is a really good ability, and then she also has two ridiculously good triggers on that ability. <laughs> also correct. Like my like absolutely favorite is burnout, but mirage is not to be ignored. Okay. Uh, last game that I had with Pete, I mean the the Pete, the game that I had with Pete. Um, I just completely fucked my order of operations. So when I activated her, I had to flip it. And that was a mistake. And that's the reason why I wasn't able to do Mirage on her. And that was, that, that was a mistake on my part, obviously. Jim, you're uh, eerily silent. Uh, what do you think about the old tier, tier uh, either the nomad or the, the keyword in general? Well, I'm not going to focus on her mechanics. I think we've covered that and the issues with them. <laughs> I think from a narrative perspective, they're fascinating yeah. because they're giving us a look at the history of the world of Malifaux that we haven't had before. And they possibly have a solution to the Burning Man problem. So they are an interesting option for moving forward in the lore. And mm. the crew upgrade card that flips and has like double sided mechanic. I love that. And I would love to see more of that moving forward for things like, could you imagine a change to Marcus where he has an upgrade that lets him flip between werewolf mode and human mode? That'd be Mm -hmm. cool. I mean, you could do that for literally every keyword in the game and simplify a whole bunch of the problems with the keywords. Literally. Because you know how like a lot of keywords have a lot of text? in their card that makes it so that they can't have abilities that they would need or want. Uh, example, uh, let's go with fucking Killjoy because he's a meme already, so might as well, right? Mm-hmm. If Killjoy didn't have to have, you know, the, the force thing and the berry thing, like a whole bunch of other crap on his card, he probably could have things like, I don't know, execute on his weapon or something else. I'm just saying, if Cruz could just have that as a key as a hey my crew has this as long as this is my leader i think it would open up the sign space for a whole bunch of other stuff i can see how this keyword is disgusting in in a lot of aspects <laughs> i i go back to it's not i don't like the i don't like crews like this one that you know mm-hmm. it has like do this 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 and then profit and you know you murder right. things um yeah. and it, it it seems like when you start interacting that much with it, I'm just, I get disinterested. I want something more simplified because I'm a simple man. But the main That's thing fair. is I don't like how in a lot of these new keywords, we're seeing a lot of like tons of built-in suits. 
Mm. Um, I think that is a problem that I'm starting to note with a lot of the uh, designs that are coming out for these right. keywords. And when you have a, like your entire keyword has a built-in tome and it's like, oh, and they all have a lot of good tome triggers. I think that's a problem that probably could be resolved somehow. Yes. And honestly, uh, I would just flip who has that. Uh, I would say that the Nomad doesn't get to also draw cards whenever somebody within six inches of her I think for a keyword that that can easily put out shielding, that shouldn't be the reason you get a built-in tome. If you're going to give built-in tomes, it should be like you have a focus or something Uh, that's like, well, because if you have a focus, it's like, okay, do I want the built-in tome or do I want to use the focus? I mean, there's many ways. There's many ways you can remove the shielded, though. You can attack me. Sure. I'm serious. Okay, I, I get it, but there's a lot of models in this that just... Start of at, or start of the turn, pulse out shielding. This action with your built-in tome, you give shielding to that model. And I think the impassioned defense is somewhere in this freaking yeah, keyword. On the yes. master, it's on the it's on the master <laughs> with a tome Perfect. trigger to give focus as well as shielded too. How about ah, that? It, ah. it could be worse. It could be draw a card. So that it, I drew, well, it does well, it is tome because trigger. it's on the nomad. So <laughs> it's also draw a card. I know, I know. I just what a troll. Like, and that's what I'm saying about this whole action efficiency thing with her. So she's got a bonus action that gives out shielded, which is like the equivalent of right. one AP. And then she's also giving focus on it, which is another AP. And she's drawing a card, which is kind of like another AP. So she's getting right. three AP worth of value out of her bonus action. Um, stuff like that, I feel like, is kind of a problem in general. Uh, yes. But, I, honestly, yeah. the, the Nomad is so overcharged in action economy, which, again... Even with all the awesomeness that we're talking about her, she's still, at least, I, I assume that we all agree, she's like third strongest in this book. I would put her at second. I think you second's think so? probably fair. I think she's, you yeah, think... I, I think she's better than Tull still. Uh, no, I would say something. Way. No freaking way. We're yeah. going to talk about Tull, and you guys are going to be like, okay, never mind. This guy is disgusting. I mean, he's not he better, is. in my opinion. Oh, he's he not is. better than Damien. Well, the, I think the problem, and... So we'll we'll get to him in a second, but I think the problem with Tull is there's not as much efficiency. I mean, yeah, you discard to yeah. do some cool effects, but then it's like, oh, you got to regenerate your hand somehow, and it's not as um, apparent. But I I think I might know the answer to this. What's the most we'll say broken in this one because I I feel like the the feelings are strong enough. What's what's the most busted model in Tyrion's keyword with the by guy? Shockingly, I'm not gonna say Iron Matron, although she's disgusting. I'd say Cat. Can we just call her Iron Maiden? That'd just be cooler. Iron Maiden. Well, <laughs> Iron the Iron Maiden is fantastic and, and strong when other models support her. I get all of that, and she can do three attacks very easily. Okay, good stuff, right? I think Cat is the most disgusting model. Cat is the reason why the crew moves so damn fast, like so damn fast. Sorry, that's just my experience so far. I only got like four games with her, but in every single one of the games, Ked has been the MVP, at least in my side of the view. I, I feel um, like I feel like Jesse's going to say Iron Iron Matron. No, but... I actually don't think that the Iron Matron is the is the worst. You, you no, did. no, no. I'm, I don't I don't feel like the Iron Matron's the most powerful or most overtuned model in the keyword um, because yeah, she's, really it, good, but... she's very good, but the presence of all of the other buffs that the keyword can draw upon her are what I really feel like turns her up to 11. And, like, theoretically, you could do that with other models. Like, you could do it to Parson, Mm -hmm. you could do it to an Ancient Construct, you could even do it to the Unsealing Engine if you really wanted to. It's got a great damage track. 
one second. Also, the last thing, I'm not mentioning the masters in any of these. So if if you want to say the nomad, that's perfect. That, that makes perfect sense. Obviously, she's the best model in the keyword. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I I personally am not saying any masters. Jesse says, "Fuck that master." No, 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 no. I mean, I've already voiced my concerns over her. But as far as models, uh, I'm actually going to say that the ancient construct is probably the best model in the keyword. Um, stat six armor two take the hit. Plus, it can. If it gets a chance to go first, then it can place the model it's taking the hit for behind it instead of placing itself in front. Uh, It's got toss, which is incredible. Its toss has a bananas trigger on it. Uh, Its attack is really solid. And then it also just has ruthless and unyielding, because why not? Um, Yeah, I think it's pretty good. Yeah, it's Ancient Construct. Um, When this model was released the first thing outcast players focused on was tossing levy 10 inches up the board after you fill your hand with severes and get double focus on him. Mm. And then just, you know, go burr like levy does. Determine yeah. double master specifically because you don't get that trigger unless you're playing eerie as a, as a, no, main you leader. get, you get the upgrade. If you have a model with bygone in your crew, yeah. You sure do. What? You just yes. can't you can't flip it, so you have to choose what side you're gonna have it on for the whole game. Um, yeah, it's the but, same reason dabblers yeah. in Wong get the configuration. Yeah. I misread that. Yeah. I I am so sorry. I, I thought that they didn't get it either. Like I read the rule mm-hmm. and I misunderstood what it said then. It's yeah. it's not it's new and I think that you know like anything new, it's easy to go like skip it. Um, or but misunderstand. Even without, yeah, even without as the smoke clears, just a size three toss in outcasts extends the range threat range of so many models. I think it was like three or four years. Oh, it's just quick, real quick. I remember like three or four years ago. I remember people saying that toss was like the most broken ability. I don't know if you guys remember that. Mm-hmm. Uh, like there was it, no, no. It's it's. I understand why people said it back then, and I understand <laughs> what it is kind of now. But like a whole bunch of models got like overpriced because of it. The the giant monkey from Marcus. Yeah, the the fucking the fat Alphonse. ugly Alphonse. I was gonna say the fat ugly guy from Wizbank, that guy. Uh anyway, the point is that ability is super strong. And I don't think this guy is that much overcast. I think he's overcasted by maybe one point, and that's about it. You think he's over you think he should be eight? I mean, he has seven health. But he's armor, armor two. two. <laughs> seven health and a nine-point model. I if he defense was like six. Bruh, <laughs> no, you can't convince me. He's way too point. Like armor and shield stacking. He's, he's better than Alphonse, and Alphonse okay, is fair on stones. the shield stacking. Fair on the shield stacking. I understand. I understand that part. I think you're I mean, right. I mean, the reason why Eric, yeah, I think you're right. Because, like, now that I think about it with the whole shield stacking. <laughs> now that we specifically the whole, you know, like the whole keyword mechanic, that thing. Yeah. No, the thing is, that I'm I'm looking at this model as a 10 point model. Isolate, outside of isolated. Keyboard. I got you. Right. Yeah. No, at 10 points, that's a, you're investing at that point yeah. in a yeah. model who, if your opponent brings anti armor tech out of keyword, it will go down very quick for its cost. Yeah. yeah. Also, the fact that like I was looking at the speed, and I'm like, well, speed four outside of keyword, he's not going to be that fast. So I'm like, mm-hmm. so I guess this model is appropriately costed, not being expected to be used outside of keyword for anything other than the toss, I assume. 
Probably take a hit. That's yeah, how I, mean, I feel about it. Yeah. It's, it's going to toss and it's going to walk and it's going to get some pushes turn one and then turn two it'll get into the game and mm-hmm. do turn take three. I would say and, turn three really. Eh, it should be turn one, three. Is What's there, he going to do uh, turn two other than double walk? Is there a uh, is there a bad model in this keyword? <laughs> uh, I don't think that Awa warriors are very good. Uh, um, Unsealy engine even and Unsealy engine. Okay, so Awa warriors are great and you're wrong. It's, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, the only model that is has performed underperformed for me is the Unsealy Engine, and even he wasn't that bad because he did a one job really well, which is he didn't die. Yeah, he didn't die. He made life easier for everybody else, but that's it. Like he's kind of expensive what he did. So for eight points, I was just collecting a little bit more. He did. He did fine. Why do you like the Warrior? Oh, where he's five points and he pushes people around. What's not to like? Literally, I do that's all like. I, yeah. <laughs> I do like repurpose on them. You know, we oh, were talking about one of the counters is to strip the shielded before the model activates, oh, and yeah. the warrior says, "Oh, you remove shielded. Well, I'm going to put shielded back." Um, also, it's kind of funny because, nice. like, like he's saying, like. Pete saying, I was like, what's so great about Warriors? He himself was upset because, like, the Warriors would be like, bash people into each other. And he's like, why am I taking damage? I didn't move. I was like, yes, you did. You moved zero inches, but you got interrupted. I mean, you were supposed to move three inches. Anyway, the point is, they do a lot of work for a five point model, and they're not easy to kill. Like, it takes a significant amount of effort to kill a stupid five point model with shielded and armor one. You didn't kill any of them. <laughs> I didn't. I mean, I didn't because he wasn't super relevant in both games we played so far. He got me uh, two points in both games. Eh. You literally saw him get two points in both games. Eh. Oh my god! It wasn't notable <laughs> to me. Like I, I wasn't, I wasn't amazed by it. Like it didn't stick. Well, you don't, with everything else going on, I wasn't amazed. Fair, fair. He's not amazing, but he does. This, he's so incredibly efficient. I'm just trying job. to survive out there, man. Just leave me alone. <laughs> Um, so yeah, going on to our next one, we got a few more. We'll kind of pick it up for these last three. Cause I think these three are probably more of the familiar ones. Well, um, which one's the bad one? Angler? Is that, is that really what you're trying to say? You must no, say. but whoa, we're going to, whoa, easy, <laughs> easy. <laughs> Those <laughs> fighting words. So no, I, I love angler. Angler. I've, I've been looking at angler and I like them a lot. I I don't know. It, it, are they a little more underwhelming than I thought they were going to be? Uh, no. <laughs> okay, they're like, really good. Um, sorry. Okay, so what what the, what did you find out? Because like I played uh, probably like five or six games with these guys. Mm-hmm. I played two against Pete, and like I think three or four more games. So like six games. Let's say five to six games, right? And the most busted thing that I found was Judd and Honey being like insanely good at their. Six point job. Yeah, I will no, say they're, Bruce they're is super. Bruce, and then all the shooting is super annoying. <laughs> so on the subject, we have to. We just have to accept that Bruce is the single best model to come out of this book. Yeah, because probably. he is the best dog. No, yeah, he's he, missing. He's missing stealth, and then he's the best dog. He is like I. I like Bruce a lot, and I like the. I like the Clampets, uh, Fisher folk. That's probably my favorite out of the two, and. Dixon was doing the cute little combo with the bushwhacker and the skulkers, skulkers making this huge, like, 
injured aura. So that was stupid, but luckily I was playing Von Schill, so I didn't have too many problems. No. <laughs> no. I mean, I can play it better. I know that I can play it better because the combo is still good. You can good. do better. Listen to Jesse. He knows. He he spreads the word of Bayou appropriately. <laughs> it's a cute combo. I'll give it that. <laughs> I don't know that it does that much on the table, but it's yeah. cute. <laughs> it is cute. <laughs> it's I very mean, Bayou. I'll, I'll tell you that. It's very Bayou. This is the this uh, is the one key word though that I don't hear a lot of people saying like oh this new Bayou Masters busted, um, mm-hmm. but I will say the Fisher Folk having like a really nice like well one their stealth but then two you're drawing cards and three you got a super super leap you do with them so that's kind of cool yeah I um, see myself taking two gremlins and a ghillie suit on these guys a lot so that they have stealth and mm-hmm. disguised and their size four so they can see over models to get line of sight to the tide markers. So they're more reliably oh. drawing cards. Um, I yeah. think that's probably going to happen a lot. Um, Interesting. Yeah, I have well, not now. played the Clampets myself yet. I've been doing Lee, and then once they release, I'm going to switch back over to Bayou. Um, I have played okay. against them a couple of times, and let me tell you, they are. Did they give you a tongue game. lashing? Um, I have not played <laughs> against Fisher Folk, but I've played against Ballyhoo Bucket a couple of times, and Ballyhoo Bucket is a doozy. On the other mm-hmm. side of the table, boy, oh boy, that's a good model. <laughs> it's real good. Yeah, wait. When you get the 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 what you call it, the markers down mm-hmm. at the right place, yeah, the, that trigger is just that's such a game ender. Holy crap, bro! That bonus action, oh no, ogo pogo, is off the chain. It is one of the best bonus actions I think probably in the game. And it's God forbid good. you hit the mass trigger, because whew, man. I don't remember ever hitting it. That's the unfortunate part. Not that I didn't try, but like I, I was, I was fishing for it. Is it as great as uh, I think it's gonna be? What are you kidnapping? Is that what you're doing with that bonus? So the oh, bonus action Lord, basically. Yes. So normally you push the target three inches towards a tide marker within three inches of it, ignoring severe. Right. So like it's a three inch push, and they take three damage. Just because, yep. because why not take three damage? Well, Dixon why did not? do this, so I'll, I'll share it after you're done here, Jesse. Yeah, but go ahead. But like, once you get into like turn three, especially, and there's right. tide markers all over the table, mm-hmm. like picking up a model and putting it in base contact with a tide marker, like on the other side of a wall, or like in the middle of a patch of severe terrain, or tossing it back into your crew so that. You know, Cervantes can charge right back into it and smash it to bits, or Auntie Mel can take it out. It's um, the amount of displacement so, that you can get with it is a little. The Dixon wacky. doesn't remember, but he did that to Von Schill. I was playing Von Schill too, and he did that and placed Von Schill literally in the middle of his crew. No, no, I did your melee attack. My melee attack. Sorry, look at the look at the card in the motor. That's what I did to you. Yes, we're talking two different things. Yeah. Oh, uh, okay. I guess it was still, but I you could do, you could do the same thing. I tried, I failed, and then I had to hit Maybe you with black joke, right? But either way, That's if I wasn't if I wasn't playing Von Schill, my master would have been in super trouble. <laughs> dead. It would have been dead. <laughs> but luckily, I've got your back as a thing. Yeah, and like the yeah. way that the timing works on this thing's melee attack, where the very first thing that happens is you place the target within an inch of this model. So. Right. It's a 50 mil model. You place it within an inch, so you already get kind of a significant kidnap there. But then if you happen to place it into base contact with a tide marker, now your damage flip is going to get a plus. So now you're on a 3-4-6 with a plus damage flip. Yes. Um, if you got the trigger, that's the trigger is disgusting. It's gross. 
It's gross. Yeah. So three, four, yeah. six it's with a plus damage flip potentially on multiple attacks, and then your bonus action yeah. also just does three damage because reasons. Yes. Um, yes. And then it has a bunch of other good stuff on its card, too. I mean, Crash Against the Waves isn't that great, but Drawn to the Sea is pretty solid. And uh, I'm still upset. Yeah, yeah I'm still upset that, that Bruce doesn't have stealth. But a combination of Bruce with Accomplice was pretty gross because he could like move, drool, Accomplice into the Master. Master goes in and just, you know, and dunks the person into the, 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 the pool marker. And it's just, it's, it's over. It's over. Mm-hmm. That model is dead. I love it. Sorry. I'm just emotional. Emotional <laughs> okay. indeed. Okay. And Jim, what do you what do you think? Since we've been talking so, all this time, my main feed, feedback on the, these is a: it's again an example of a crew where your two leaders have very different play styles. Yeah, fisher folk or the stealth leaper, hard to kill model that says your guns. Yeah, I hope you don't bring guns because they're not going to do anything to me. And if you don't bring guns, then or if it. Or you swerve into, hey, I can build an entire crew of armor two models. Yep. So I hope you bring. So you have to bring melee anti armor is your guarantee against these guys mm-hmm. in a faction that can staple disguised to your most important models. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And have a ton of severe terrain markers that they just put out for free. Now, there is one thing that I think limits them and keeps them in a reasonable range uh, specifically on Fisher Folk, which is that there is currently a lack of consensus on how <laughs> brackish bullies or sorry, use them as bait goes off. Really? Because per, per the core rules uh, when, a, when a marker is put on the table and it's not a shockwave or a blast marker, it does not proc effects that happen when models are moved or move into base contact with. That's why you don't drop pyres and cause burning. So use them as bait shouldn't go off from all of the inclement weathers that you have or other things that drop tide markers. And that, I think, cuts down on the amount of card draw this crew could get significantly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, yes, that's, definitely. I understand what you're trying to say, but it's like, that is so specific that I wouldn't be shocked if the people that were designed this crew just didn't think about that little difference, that's that, you know, that maybe rules lawyer specific crap. I don't know. Maybe, maybe it was just a slip. Could be. Yeah. Um, I think from a flavor perspective, this is the second best crew to red library story. The existence of Cervantes is proof <laughs> that there is, you know, good things in this world. Mm-hmm. Don Quixote. <laughs> Yeah, Don Quixote representation, my friends. Mm-hmm. Ain't nobody. It, like, I love that like his shield is supposed to be a rudder. Or not a rudder, sorry. A, whatchamacallit, when, on a ship? What do you mm-hmm. call the... It's the, the steering wheel, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but it has a name. Oh, crap. You're the anyway, Navy guy. I'm, a, I'm the Army guy, dude. Helm. It's a helm. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I Anyway, so yeah, Cervantes is supposed to be carrying a helm as a freaking uh, shield, but in reality, it looks kind of like a windmill, which is hilarious. Mm-hmm. I dig it. <laughs> I would say that probably, I, I don't know if this is a surprise, but I think probably the best model coming out of this keyword for me is actually the Hermits. And I just, I think that because 
this is kind of the tech pick that Bayou needed um, for a lot of different things that terrifies and kills Bayou a lot. So oh, yeah. extended reach and take the hit. You get armor too, so it's not super easy to kill. It's yes. it's something I think Bayou needed. Yep. Yep. And you can feed it, uh, which I'm going to call it, uh, scheme markers to like have it be faster. Yeah. So it's it's a thing that like okay, support model does his support thing, and on top of that, drops a scheme marker. Or once again, it's another Bayou model that can just remove any marker. Mm-hmm. Also true. Also true. I seems like a Bayou I, thing. Yeah. Like <laughs> removing markers left and right. Yeah. Bayou absolutely. Bayou gremlins just love collecting junk and just like taking it from their opponents. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I I mean that's surprising. Uh, because when I played it, I played it with with uh, Sarita. Just one game. And I mean, aside from the games that I played against you, obviously, sure. and the games that I played, I'm talking about outside of keyboard. I use it with Sarita, and he's just gold. He's just mwah. I love him. Any yeah. other models that you guys think are really good out of this keyword? Um, whether it's for the keyword or for the faction that you guys are like, yeah, this is this is just a good one. Yeah, I mean, I would echo your pick on the Hermits. I feel like they're just a great model in general. They solve a lot of problems that Bayou has had for a long time, and they're going to see a lot of play both in and out of keyword. Um, Just to pick a different model so that we're talking about extra stuff, I would say Uncle Bog (laughs) is absolutely phenomenal. Um, Absolutely phenomenal model. I mean, he's expensive out of keyword, but, I mean, off the path with awesome triggers, he can summon a gator named richard like how can you not love that and <laughs> richard he has what's happening weary road and then he also has the built-in tear off a bite on his melee so if somebody actually comes in on him between his stone use and natural musk to get the negative damage flips uh and the built-in tear off a bites like it's going to be really hard for them to actually kill him um and he's got so much text on the front of his card like man he just he brings so much value i i, I love him yes. I mean, I, I have a theory craft with him. I don't know if it's going to be any good, but I want to bring him with Sarita 1 just so I summon a Swamp Fiend model, you know, past the midline and then just, you know, Swamp Eyes through that model into oh, yeah. my deployment, you know, my enemy's deployment zone. Hell That's yeah. just... I, you know. I think it's a valid, <laughs> you know, go there for sure. Yeah. Um, I'll just it's chime... <laughs> yeah, I'll just chime in and say I think Auntie Mel is the new out of key she's the new francois new beater unfortunately um, true i mean without going too far into francois for jesse's sake um, Rip. i can't i can't deal with that right now jim you're gonna have to spare yeah. me i'm sorry he already yeah. spent it I'll all on Thierry. Away. he has no he has no room for francois i ju- i just think auntie mel brings a reliable damage beater at the top end at range which i don't think bayou has had before before now for some time. Well, we had Randy, I, yeah. but then they messed him up too, so... <laughs> yeah. I, I was trying yeah, to not bring it Randy. up. Jim yeah. was trying to be but, tactical about it. Um, yeah. Rami went from the best sniper in the game to the worst sniper in the game. Are you guys... like Every single time that I say a comment like that, it's like I farted in an elevator for sure. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I can't talk about right. it. I have to just give him a moment of silence, so... Or went out... Or went out for him. And uh, that's right. I, I do think that probably the worst model out of this new keyword is probably the Buckaroos. They just, the I think I'd like them if they had stealth. I mean, I'll, I, 
I'm going to disagree. I know you guys were talking Buckaroos earlier. I think the Skulker skins are probably my least favorite model. That's fair. Just I mean, because Buckaroos have Onward. That's a model right. that can Onward and Move 6, to me, they seem like models that can do flanky schemes. Okay. Jim, do you think Skulkers are just like a worse Bushwhacker? Yes. Okay. That's kind of, I could see that argument. And I'll be honest, I feel like Buckaroos are kind of just worse Silurids because I can't think of many things <laughs> that I would take a Buckaroo for that I wouldn't just instead take a Silurid for the same price. It's, yeah. it's infuriating. Every yeah. single time I look like, around, like, they both have butterfly jump. Silurids have stealth. Buckaroos don't. Silurids have leap, which is just objectively better than onward. Um, I don't right. know. I mean, yeah. I mean, take out Onward and put in uh, Reckless or anything anything else. Like, I, mean, I know... I know. Know. I guess if you want to take so three Buckaroos and just play the infuriating pre-nerf McCabe 1 game and just run over your opponent's models with all three of these guys, force them to take make-way tests all day, then sure, why not? But, like, yeah, I don't know. I can't, a, I can't see thing. much reason to take them. Another fun rules question is whether or not make way procs off butterfly jumps. Yeah, it does. I would say so. It does. Oh, so, it says an action. Uh... After resolving an action in which this model moved, so if this model is, I don't know. Yeah, and butterfly at the end jump specifies the... after resolving, resolving an enemy attack action, so you don't yeah. move during the attack action. You oh. move after it resolves, so you you wouldn't. Yeah. You're right. Yeah, it was like I mean, but butterfly jump triggers on an action, and it's like no, no, it's after the action. So yeah, I, right. I got you now. Right. All right, my bad. Well, still like that doesn't make them better. Quote unquote. Best way that I played this stupid model was with Uncle Bog, and mm -hmm. I, I where wrote it, and I did that twice before I died in a screaming bloody fire because like my opponent was like, okay, hell no, I'm gonna stop that right now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, I, oh, hey, it's stat five and doesn't have stealth. I guess I'm just going to kill it. Yeah, and, it's annoying. And this is why I put Teary up at second, because I think I think Angler's probably the above Castor if we're going to like put these in relative comparison to each other. I think yeah. Angler is on the top end of what is a acceptable crew, because it does yeah. a lot of things, mm -hmm. but it also does die because it's by you. Yep. Yeah. Buy you problems, I tell you. I mean, Balihu Bucket is hard to kill. Like, that thing is pretty beefy. Can we just say that that model's going to be sweet? It's going to be a giant tugboat. <laughs> it is going to be super sweet. I mean, Cervantes is already sweet as a picture. I cannot Well, cannot so wait. that's the thing. I looked at the upcoming releases that Jim keyed us into, and those renders look pretty fucking sweet. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, because all these models, like even even though the Buckaroos aren't as good as I would like them to be, those models are sick enough where I'd still bring one or two occasionally just to just a gremlin trying to like hog tie slash ride a Sillerid just seems hilarious to me. So I would I still see bring it, one occasionally. I see it as the as the wrestler problem. They're gonna have the exact same problem as the wrestler. Probably. Super sweet models that are never gonna be picked. After, like, you put it on the table and you're like, oh, my God, this model does nothing. It's At least they can go scheme or something. I mean, they're fast. That's the thing. They, the Skulkers are better at scheming, too, in my experience. Because when I was playing them, I was like, oh, I'll jump with my bonus action to that stupid scheme over there. 
and then I'm gonna cross, you know, run across the street. Oh, and I'm stealth, so you can't shoot me. So, you know, go screw yourself. Oh, by the way, if you want to get close to me, do you ignore severe terrain? Because I'm within three inches of a forest. Stuck my balls. <laughs> I, mo- moving on to the old guild there, I will say that <sighs> Tall is a lot of fun. Oh. And I think the first couple times you play against the the Cavalier keyword, you might get some hurt feelings because it can seem unfair at times, especially... <laughs> It's one of those bubble because it well no it it's kind of weird because it's like a bubble crew right because you're going to bring Watson and and the King's Wall and they're going to be sitting there holding hands and taking up like the middle of the board but they have like these really nasty scheme runners with Louisa or Louisa whatever her name is and then the stupid jump master pack dudes whatever the heck they're called Rocketeers yo yeah Rocketeers. So you can have these scheme runners, but then you have this gross center game. And then, hey, why not? You have Harold Tull, the artillerist, and his walking cannons just shooting rounds down range, which is awesome to me. And then also he puts out these weird assault markers that, whether it's a scheme marker or the assault marker, if you're within two of it or whatever, you can discard, you can pitch a card to take an action, which ended up killing Benny, which made me sad. But... (laughs) I think there will be hurt feelings, but I think once you learn to pull this apart and kind of deal with it, it'll be tough because I think it is a really solid keyword. But I, I think it's it's decently manageable once you know what's going on. I think the first time you throw some, you dunk me with a rocketeer, you're gonna be in love with this stupid crew. Oh, I love, dude! Up we go, and flying with jet with jetpacks. I'm all about it. Bro, this this crew actually did onward right, in my opinion. Did what? Onward, the mm-hmm. the action onward. A lot of crews and a lot of models, I should say, that have onward are not very good with it. The only other good model aside from this one, the Rocketeer, is the the botanist. botanist. Yeah, that's it. That's literally the only two models that I've seen that have that action, and it's like, oh, yay, you got this. Am yeah, I, I wrong? Mean, well, I mean, <laughs> no, 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 you're, I, I, you're totally correct. <laughs> no, no, but they, they are quiet. Oh, all three of you were quiet. Jim was going to say yeah, something. <laughs> all right, sorry. Yeah, and I have I have nothing to uh, contest you there. Um, I will say that I've been facing a, a little bit of Tull. Uh, my local Nathan's been doing his guild thing with Tull. Um, we were prepping for Captain Khan, and he was trying to find some proxies for it. Mm. Uh, and, you know, I do think it's a solid crew. But I think that once you figure out the puzzle that's King's Wall Watson, the crew loses a lot of its um, denial capabilities. Yeah. Like, that pairing does a really great job of saying, you must deal with this, and you can't deal with the rest of me. But if you can find a way around it and deal with the rest of that stuff, um, you know, sappers, hexbows, and rocketeers are all they're all manageable models. You know, you have a lot of defenses of five in this crew or four. So like they don't have insane stats outside of Tull and the King's Wall themselves. Yeah, I think the King Wall, the King's Wall and Watson, but I think the other part of that that can insert if there are certain schemes on the board, Loise is just pretty difficult to deal with. She's pretty <laughs> dang good. She's very I mean, fast. She- for what she does, she's cheap. 
mm-hmm. eight points and like all that mobility. I think yeah, it's all, all terrain six. Don't mind me, which doesn't matter a ton in this GG, but it's still good to have. Um, her melee and caught catching the treads is pretty good, uh, especially since you can place off of it and give out injured. And then claim the land's just super good. It's it's pretty ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, I just mean, the the fact that she has a min one attack, where right. turn one you can charge one of your models, hit it for one, give it injured. That doesn't matter. Place on the opposite side of it. Hit the reposition trigger to push another three inches. And then just walk or use claim the land so that you get to do another walk and an interact. Like, yep. it's wild. This model it's is so fast. Yeah, yeah it's targeting beacons She's ridiculous. And slingshot maneuvers all over again. I love that that strategy came back. Yeah, she's just like in there's some pools where she's going to score you like four, four DPs yeah. and there's not much you can do about it. And then on and top her, of that, she's also like a henchman with defense six and armor one. If so like if she wasn't not, a, if she wasn't a henchman, I would say she would be more deal like you could deal with her a little better because you could get lucky here and there, you know, ping her down and then kill her. But the fact that she can stone, it's like ugh. <laughs> I mean, her soulstone flare being able to reposition. So as a bonus action, you really can't pin her down. That's literally <laughs> like one of the biggest things is that usually you try to pin down models that even with don't mind me, they need to get out of melee. You can't do that to her because as a bonus action, she'll just be like, I'm out of melee now. Yeah. And right. just yeah, imagine, you can, you can like, claim the land if you really needed to get out of melee. But that's an action. Sure. Both, no, Soulstone Flare is up. No, think about it. Like bonus action, and then they have two actions where you can, I, like. I, I get what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. The fact that this crew is a really has the tools to go out and interact and move. Is something Guild has struggled with yeah. since they lost McCabe. Yeah, I mean, between uh, Louisa and true. Rocketeers, they should be able to run the flanks pretty much any way that they need to. It's uh, yeah. yeah, impressive, to say the least. I think she's going to be almost... She's going to pick almost as much as, as... What was the name of that journalist uh, tank model that everybody and their mothers Fiona. had back in the day? Fiona. I think she's going to get picked as much as Fiona, as Fiona back in the day. I see it. I'd take yep. her out of keyword. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I'm real oh, happy yeah. that I'm really happy that her ride with me tome trigger is is keyword locked because if it weren't, mm-hmm. she would be in probably every guild crew. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. That's true. Uh, do you guys think that John Watson and I've had people in the in the Rage Quit Wire Discord ask me this, or they didn't even ask; they just blatantly said that John Watson's a piece of shit just. They hate that model because he's so effing busted is oh. uh, some of the terminology I have heard about this model. So do you guys think Mr. John Watson is uh, is that good? Yes. Yes. Dixon? Yes. <laughs> hear hear Ooh, me out. One he's change. so good for seven points. Holy crap. All right, one change. One change. Jim, Jim gave it to me the other day. What is it, Jim? You take his medical tools away and you give him a knife. Zero inch, one, three, four damage attack with field kit. That's it. He's already got emergency serret. He's got doctor's orders. Got a 14 inch gun. Yep. The the man has a lot of great kit on the back of his card. On the front of his card, he's already providing a warning growl. 
he does not also have to have a melee that ignores all the things. His melee is practically, um, what is it, Dr. McMorning's melee? So I get, like, why they're relating it there. He's almost precise. He's almost precise. Almost precise. so stupid. I... Nick Westbrook dunked me for six damage on my hodgepodge emissary with the red Joker on that attack. He, I was this, like, what is going on? <laughs> that's my, like, that's the reason why I, I wholeheartedly agree with Jim. Cause like, if they remove that action, he's still good. He's yeah. just not everything in a package. Cause it's so absurd that he <laughs> is a healer support model that randomly can just do five damage and finish off a hard to kill armor one model because i saw john watson right in this little scrum we had going and i was playing parker too and i'm like oh cool you know i'm dealing with the king's wall i ended up killing it which was fine uh because you know mad dog's thing but yeah uh i was just like cool i'll deal with this nerd you know because i'm like ah, oh, it's some nerdy healer i'll deal with him later and then he just go oh, boom <laughs> medical tools my ass <laughs> killed benny too it was sad it's so absurd it was bad yeah yeah, I mean, he's so, literally, they finally figured out how to make assist a good action. And it's, yeah, they have Frederick. to make you be able to do it within eight inches and also gain fast when you do it. They did it. Yay. Hooray. He has a dog. That's the cool part He does him. have a dog. I do. I, my favorite part of this keyword is that there is a dog and a cat in the same keyword. Pretty right. dope. Fair. Cats and, and dogs. And dynamics living robots. together. Anarchy. That's right. Chaos in the streets. Chaos in the streets. Exactly. <laughs> which if you read the story that's kind of what happens when toll comes to town yeah that's yeah I, I would say building on the john watson thing like it's not just that john watson is an incredibly good model but john watson in combination with the king's wall is unmanageable for a lot of crews unless you really plan your hiring into it like if you just kind of roll up casually into this crew those two are going yep. to run the field and then Tull is just going to heavy salvo your ass into terribly also, inconvenient positions. I don't see any reason why you shouldn't also give Letline code to John Watson. Right. All of a sudden, it's always like, he's an unkillable. Yeah, it's like you have these two insanely tanky models in the middle of the table, just like healing themselves back up and doing stupid shit. It's just, yeah, they 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 are the line of scrimmage. You know how I like to set up the line of scrimmage, Pete. Oh, yeah, those that's those two themselves they do just it like, better right. than most. Yeah, luckily when I was playing Parker Two, I did have ways to deal with it. So like, um, I he didn't have lead line code on John, which I think he will next time. Um, so I like lassoed him away, and then um, not too much away because they were still able to keep up with each other. And then uh, Mad Dog could take care of the King's Wall. Plus, I was pinging him for damage with all these um, perdition triggers and stuff. So it was. Um, it was good. Um, it was still a close game, but this crew is awesome. Is there a bad model in this keyword? I'm leaning towards... I wouldn't even say it's bad, but maybe the not as good model is the sapper? The walking cannon, maybe. The, the totem is not as good. <laughs> yeah. Disagree. Disagree. Sapper. The walking cannon is great, and I think the sapper is... is That's what I'm saying. This, this keyword just hits home. Just Yeah. It's, there's just it's really hard to pick. Why? What were you gonna say about Sapper? I agree with you. The Sapper's not good, bad, Jim. but why? I really think their ability with I think exploit weakness being in having a built-in radio to command trigger 
is what makes them for me. They are a model that can run a flank with stealth um, and refill your hand so you can do more heat of battles. I also do want to point out that if you are a person who hates the guild mage, this is probably another crew you're, you're going to see the guild mage in. 100%. <laughs> I'd say so, yeah. Well, There's I, a bit I, of I, discarding. A little bit. I was going to say, if if um, Watson didn't exist, I would agree with you. But maybe there's something there. Maybe you guys are right. But Watson with the guild is mage? There. Yeah, yeah, because the guild mage is a healer, and Watson is a healer, so why would you bring both? Guild, but no, you're, think, you're thinking of the steward. You're not... I'm talking about the guild oh, mage. The guild mage is a healer. If you start uh, a card, it's a oh, heal. Oh, sorry. Indirectly, a, yes. Yeah, it's a yeah. passive healer, but it also has the ability to mess with enemy scheme markers, which is more scheme marker hate. Right. It has access to disillusion, I believe, which moves yes. enemy models. Yeah. So, so yeah. I think you guys are, uh, have something there. Yeah. I think you yeah. guys are right. But the fact that you don't need it, you still have good healing in keyword is nice. I think the sappers are like, secretly you want to have one every single game, maybe two. Well, technically, if you bring the King's Wall, you're going to have one. Yeah, I, th I think that I think that one of the reasons that you're probably going to see the Guild Mage in combination with all the discarding is the fact that you can you can do janky stuff with things like Louisa and some other models in the crew to give Tall One Focus Two before he activates on turn one <laughs> by giving him like injured or burning or something, and then transmuting it into Focus, and then you can use. The um the ability on the walking cannons to just draw any tome any low tome from your discard pile into your hand so that you know you have the card in hand to get the trigger. Yeah, um, the students of conflict uh, did a tournament. Oh, from, did they? I think it was L yeah from LVO. They were talking about tall, and it was the latest episode they dropped. And the guy that played them, I can't remember his name, but he's from Ambrose. Washington. Yeah, Ambrose. Thank you. He uh he was talking about that combo Jesse where it's like yeah you put injured on tall but then you know, hopefully shortly after it turns into focus because of the guild mage. And what's his damage track? Two, four, six with a big whopping um, range gun. Liza's with one. an asterisk. It's two, four, six with two, a four, trigger six, to be yes, that's right. three, five, seven, three, five, seven. That's once right. per activation and does do AOE pulse as well, because that pulse yeah. gets nasty. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, I, I don't know. Harold Tull probably is the third best, but I actually think if if Tyri wasn't so efficient, I would probably put Tull there because you can do some yeah. really spiky things. Yeah. But Tyri, once I've seen Dixon play it and then some of the nonsense Jesse talked about, I'm like, kind of threw up in my mouth a little bit. <laughs> I, can I can only get better with her. So Yeah, this game three is not going to go as well, I feel, but we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> prepare that anus jungle panther alright I don't think we need to spend as much time on this one I just want to know <laughs> Jess, Jesse Damien ended up winning Captain Con correct? yes, yes. plus 26 uh, diff I think with uh, Andre's a beast enough. to be fair Andre's he a is. beast right Yeah. is Damien as busted as a lot of people are saying yes, yes. Unequ unequivocally without a doubt yes Yes. Okay. It Super it will awesome. not take much to bring him into a reasonable place. I think. I think there are a few very specific pain points that can that bring one. his keyword in. So, uh, change Lohith's aura to be 
duels and mm-hmm. not blips. Yep. So that you cannot get positives to damage. Yep. That boom. That solves a lot of the yeah. AOE or, damage. Or like soulstone reduction, because like why not get plus flip when you're spending a stone with your master and pinging low hit for one? Mm-hmm. Sure. Uh, I think there ought to be an adjustment to how the configuration works, because I think that'll be the easiest way to address the crew-wide card draw and suit access. But I'm not sure what that looks like. Yeah, having two hands just seems stupid to me. Uh, you just increase it to four instead of three. Uh, getting the fourth suit is actually, I think, just hard enough that, like, okay, you're going to have to, like, just decide I can see that. Yeah. yeah. And that it, prevents two built-ins. Yeah. Correct. Well, it, it doesn't prevent it. It makes it so that, like, eventually you go, okay, maybe I should just concentrate on this one suit, and that's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, I, I like know, that. I know that it's pretty efficient, like, as far as this keyword goes. I know most people have been bringing, what is it, Unbound instead of mm-hmm. the Aspirant. So... It, do you think it is kind of like what we're talking about with all that, you know, all that side deck and stuff like that, or side hand, I should say, or is it kind of like, yeah, well, Damien's Damien Ravencroft Unbound is just kind of a dick, and we need to deal with that version. I think I, it's that. I I think it's yeah. a combination of the two things. I do. I think to Jim's point that the configuration is a little bit too good. Um, it lets you really stack your hands. Um, with a couple of the models in the crew and then being able to build in two suits. You really have to work for that. But to be able to build yep. in one suit for only three cards is really good. And potentially being able to build in two suits is pretty wacky. Um, that. I think that the two biggest problems on Damien 1, like the Lohithar is a big deal, and that just seems like a mis, you know, a mistake that they should just fix. I think the two biggest issues with Damien 1 are, or Damien 2 rather, are Redirect Magic and Refraction. Um, mm-hmm. Redirect Magic yes. is way too good of an ability to have on a master like Damien. It is off the chains incredible. Um, yes. And then Refraction really should be attack actions only. You should not be able to use Refraction to like hit Damien would take the hit and pull him back into your deployment zone if he's in trouble. It's real dumb. Like, yeah. real, real, Very, real dumb. Um, I would also prefer it to only be Damien. Yeah. Yeah. Like, not Damien is... or all House of Soul models, because there's like. Yeah, because there was a course. stupid interaction where the stupid puzzle box used that in combination with its stupid bonus. So then it's like, oh, good. Now all my stuff's stunned. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah, you can literally open the box through another model. Like, it's. It, it, really it doesn't stupid. encourage interactive play. Right. It results in people leaving their entire crew in their deployment zone and only putting forth the super hard to kill models to interact with your opponent. It's not a interactive game. It reminds yeah. me of arc nodes in uh, War Machine and Hordes, mm-hmm. where you would have some of these factions—not factions, but some of these—you know, masters. We'll call them because we're doing Malfo where they would sit super far back, but they had a line of arc nodes that they could do all their super powerful abilities through. And it just, it really rewards that kind of cagey play style of, I'm not going to give you much, but I'm going to punish the crap out of you. Yeah. 
Yes. And I can't I, mean, I can't let this conversation end without complaining about one more Damien ability, and that's his aura that makes it so that you can't use soul stones or draw cards. Yep. Like yeah. he's just got so much on his front of card. Like yeah. so, mm-hmm. so 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 much. And he needs to have uh, like an adjustment or two fewer abilities. Just so you can compare how much you know how you're like you're looking at the entire keyboard, right? Okay, you have Damien and when you scroll up you get to see Bella. Mm-hmm. Look at the size of the picture between Bella and Damien uh, uh, Unbound. Just look at that. Look at the, the, the staggering difference. I gotta look at big. this. I gotta yeah. look at this. Yeah, it's super dumb. So uh, they just stack the entire <laughs> front of the card That's with funny. an insane amount of abilities. Like, he just has like six abilities that, like, I mean, none of them are bad. There's not a single bad ability in his front of the card, and he has six of them. And he's defense six, willpower six, so he's got solid stats. And you, you could know. technically say that he only has raw stats, but the ability to well, deny so much crap is is also he, he also to- has a trigger for every suit, and he can declare different triggers. Mm-hmm. Correct. It's just it's he's so yeah, dumb. He's literally always going to be able to, unless you and your opponent flip the same card, declare two suits on every one of his attacks. Every time. And you know, you can't you know, use he... any defensive triggers against him because you, you yeah. always lose your defensive suits. Like it's yeah. wild. And when he when he came out, I was of the camp of okay, let's, you know, let's look at him, let's see if we can, you know, try to find play around, you know, with yeah. him. Have you guys found that there are ways to kind of deal with this dude or if if it if it is in the hands of a skilled player of equal or better skill than you you're just gonna have a rough game is that is yes. that what it is yeah i feel I like I, honestly, I thought that he was fine because i won games against him and then i started playing players that had played some competitive tournament games and consistently playing against him and it was completely unfair i was like okay this is not completely that i'm a bad player it's also that that model is disgusting it took me that much to see how disgusting he was what yeah. i found that has worked it, it truly is just you bring as much raw triggerless damage that you can. Uh, at Captain Con, just because the most recent event, I took Damien out turn three with Ophelia and a kin crew. And that was, and that took everything that that crew had after loading up Ophelia, uh, shooting all her guns, doing all the min three attacks from the tar bomb. And it still was almost not enough. Yeah. Yeah, he's um, 14 health of beef, and he can be healed, too. It's just gross. So, raw damage, but I also am not a fan of that because I play Malifaux because it's a game where scenario is the important part, not killing. Right. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, the tri- and, and triggers usually make your actions more interesting, right? And right. you don't get that. You'll get interesting actions, and it's just, oh, just play a kill game in my scenario game. Yeah. Yes. I He's mean, I not was... not fun to play against. I was That's playing Make a Meemaw. <laughs> yeah, I was playing Make a Meemaw in Ulex 2 uh, about, like, I want to say five, six months ago. Uh, before, like, my computer imploded and all that stuff. And he was not a problem to those two guys because they didn't need triggers to actually put him yeah. down in the dirt. Yeah, because I would like he would 
I remember one of the games, he decided to come up too close to Mechamima, and Mechamima just grabbed them and dunked them over and over into the... Uh, the yeah, I think if you yeah, do have a close. solid attack like that, like Hoffman 2 has an attack like that, right, where you can just pick them up and dunk. And yeah. if you if you have that, and then you can do some ping damage, because let's say Vent steams up, and then you take Hoffman 2, and you dunk Damien into the Vent steam, I mean, he's going to take ping damage off that too, because I don't think he's... Uh, a construct yeah. so Mm-mm. well you you can't do it with the uh tr- like mechama herself she has to mm-hmm. shoot him and mm-hmm. then punch him and that's basically it yeah that's what and i was saying hoffman has the same yeah. thing where it's just in the attack it's not no, a trigger. No. hoffman's attack is straight up get over here and chuck yeah whereas yeah i have to like use mechamima's gun to like get to, over to here. add the built-in three-inch push yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah the best but, yeah. the best luck i've had again oh go ahead dixon sorry i didn't mean to cut you off no, I agree. I was just agreeing with him. Yeah, the best the best luck that I've had against him is been playing uh, very very mobile crews that can get through to his backline and kill the Soulstone Gammon in the puzzle box. Um, if you do that, then it breaks his ability to really abuse the configuration from turn to turn. Um, so, like, I have yeah. I've had a couple of really good games against him with Masaki because you can you know shadow you know put out shadow markers he doesn't Ninja really vanish. have the movement to get up and get rid of the shadow markers and then top of turn 2 she can usually get a shadow marker close enough to the backfield that she can kill one or maybe two models um yeah. you know you you can kind of work around him and throw a model in his face for him to kill while you deal with his backline um <laughs> that was actually i uh, i played into Damien and i brought a zip uh just because uh, it was corner deployment, and I was like, yeah, Zip can do things without having to interact with that a-hole. But I ended up going around the flanks and, like, dunking on some of the scheme runners and stuff. And that's where Chris uh, decided to basically tell me that Zip was broken. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, good. I'm glad you feel that way. <laughs> Zip is fine. Weird. Zip is fine. Nobody touched Zip. Is, he's, Zip he's is fine. beautiful Dude, boy. If if they touch Zip, we riot. The Bayou riots. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some With some outcast people. <laughs> and some outcast um, people, indeed. I'm so sorry, Clay. I do want to... While we're talking, I don't want to take too much time on this, but we talked Koji when we were talking Thunders. Yes. I think we have to take a moment to talk about Harrison Frodsham. Harrison Frodsham is bad for the game. The Just gears. You think the gears are bad for the game? Harrison yes. Broadsham and the gearlings are bad for the game. No yep. shit. Yep. Giving an entire faction access to pass tokens on demand with versatile models with minimal suit and TN requirements is um, not good. Sorry, what did they I mean, do? I don't even know what so the does. Harrison they, is the, is the ARC starter box leader. Yeah. Uh-huh. And he just, at the start of the turn, makes a pass token. So you yeah, have the as the stupid what is it called the one from Ten Thunders the lady from Yoko. Ten Thunders ability. Yes, so yeah. for eight stones, you too can play Yoko Basically. without having to play um, that faction. He also yeah, but Yoko has is every single model. This is every single Watchman. So you get like one or two pass tokens, and that's it. That's all you need. That's all you need. Okay. Yeah, I mean, you think about it, and. Starting with one pass token is the reason that Jin Bakara is so good in, in uh, Explorer Society. 
even as an out of keyword. And the rest of the stuff on his card is not really that good. It's not. I mean, like Inktip Dart is okay. His bonus action dispose of evidence is decent sometimes. His melee attack kind of stinks. People hire him to get a pass token. As somebody who dabbles in terror, I can confirm that pass tokens are good. Yeah, and like yeah. this guy literally gives that first turn pass token for no other investment aside from hiring him to any Arcanist master. And on top of that, you can take a five stone, pretty decent model with the gearlings. And if you happen to draw in and draw into any six plus masks, you just get to make more pass tokens in the middle of the turn, any turn of the game, so that you can help guarantee that last activation to score and deny points. And these are models that have asynchronous, whatever the ability they have once per turn passing conditions around. Now you have a faction that can just pick its beater of choice and give it to focus before it activates at the end of the turn. So yep. Rasputina can now get double focus before she activates and sets up an ice pillar train to just nuke your board when you can't respond. I haven't seen anyone talking about that yet, but I've been thinking about Tina lately. Wait, um, you're saying that Harris is a beater? No. I'm saying that you could pick a beater in your crew. Harrison mm. can, on his activation, concentrate, give that beater focus. And then the gearling on its activation can concentrate and give the beater focus. I see. And then the beater goes later. And there's enough crews that have access access to things like let's say you have Sandeep 2 you load Sandeep uh, not Sandeep um, you load up your golem of choice mm. and then you toss it 10 inches up the board with um, Sandeep doing Sandeep things and there's got to be a way to actually get give a model slow give a friendly model slow to get an ability or something because I'm <laughs> I know that Harris has got to be good, but like I'm trying to figure it out. That's why when you so said that, I was the, like, wait. The funny figure. thing, the funny thing about what you guys are talking about, and this might just be me, but whenever I hear or play an Arcanist player, mm. I always feel like George Costanza, where I'm just like, Pete's getting upset. <laughs> I don't like any of this. <laughs> why? They, these there's just fine. some. There's, dude. I just, I, I don't know. I always like. There's Marcus, and then you have, you know, uh, you have Colette, and then you have even, like, right. Hoffman. You just, you have all these masters that kind of just do these annoying things in Arcanist. Right. They're, it's like, it's like the hipster, non-traditional, just faction, where it's like, <laughs> if you want to do weird crap, play Arcanist. If you, if you don't like friends, go play Arcanist. It's like, that's fine. Really? That's yeah, how you feel about so you know what's pretty dope when you're playing Arcanists and you take a Corophy duet, which is arguably one of the best models in the game, and yeah. then you use some of these Watchmen to give the Corophy duet focus two before it activates, and you use Harrison to use Gather Intel on it to push it up the field before it activates. That's um, what you read my and you get a pass token, so you always get to go with it last on turn one, and yeah. yeah. You read my mind, because as soon as Jim said the the whole combo with the two models and stuff, I was like, oh, so what's the worst thing that I could do? Oh, I guess Corfi duet. And Ooh, that's where Dixon's mind goes. What is the worst thing I can do with this dumb or, stuff? Have you yeah. played uh, Karis uh, Reborn lately? Hmm. So Karis, you know, when she gets on fire, she hands that fire to someone else and asks them to hold it for a moment. 
True. and it right. explodes yes. at the end of turn. So you just load her up with burning, and then at the end of the turn, when they can't move, you just fly her, I don't know, 21 inches, because she's mm-hmm. moved 7, mm-hmm. and then hand fire to whatever you want to kill. Just 5 damage, yeah. On top of her actual attacks, because she can still make it and hit. And and at that point, yeah, she's in their back line, but she's already caused a, f- a good bit of disruption. So... Yeah, it's also that. not interact. It, it, that's the thing is it's not interactive. Mo- crews like Kian Gong and Terra and, and Obliteration get a lot of flack. And in my experience, because I like playing those crews, yeah. I like the themes of those crews. What does that say about you, Jim? And I'm a horrible person, <laughs> but we knew this. <laughs> um, the nicest player that I know, and he calls himself Jim's, awful. Jim's just really nice while he's, you know pissing you off not really but, <laughs> but for uh but but gameplay wise those crews make up for the fact that they have activation control with key and gong are very squishy um outside of their henchmen but like they have a lot of squishy models tara her whole theme is time so like it makes sense for her to have access to time stuff right the entire faction of arcanists it's now having access entire- to time stuff I, mean, I understand why you guys are saying that because it's only 13 points and it, they're versatile. I get it, but mm-hmm. I don't think that's a horrible thing for them I don't, to have that option. Well, here's the thing. You don't really need to take the gearling. Really, all you need is Harrison. So it's an eight stone. Harrison gives you one. He gives you one, yeah. and he gives you gather intel. So yeah. you can move a model up the field and do the one of the best things that Yoko does and generate a pass token for free, which is like the other great thing that Yoko does, but you can take it on an right. eight stone versatile that you can take yeah. into Karis two, Hoff two. Though I mean the list goes on. There's a yeah. bunch of I mean, gross stuff. One yeah. gearling can also give you two pass tokens if you're lucky yeah. with your yeah, if you draw the right cards. Your, yeah. Uh, yeah. So I, I can understand you guys' preoccupation, but the fact that Pretty much every faction in the game at this point has something like that. I think that the only ones that I can't think of that example would be Bayou. Like, Bayou doesn't have anything that gives pass token, or am I wrong? Ma Tucket. Bro. Ma yeah, Tucket. Come on, The now. OG, two pass tokens Damn. at the start of the turn every turn, and Illumins too. That is so How about true. That? It's, um, a, it's a single master, but you are absolutely we correct. Also it's have, literally... We also have Ruffles. What's not <laughs> Ruffles? I don't know who you're talking about. Exactly. It's the, it's the naked <laughs> chicken. The jockey. Oh, I know who he Yeah, no, I, 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 I was picking up what you were putting down. No, Thank Dixon you, didn't know. He's just playing it off. Oh, I knew. I fucking knew. You're, you're, not, you're not real. <laughs> Nobody plays you. Ruffles. I've been trying to make Ruffles. I played Ruffles a lot in GG2 because he was really good in Ley Lines. Yeah, Ruffles is bad. I mean, it, okay, fair. Roosters in, for days. Yeah, but that's a different story. All right, listen, the wagon's falling apart here, folks. Wait, yeah, a little bit, but we got through hours. everything, didn't we? <laughs> we did. Yeah, we got through everything. You guys oh, even no, said, we so missed talk... one model. We did not talk about Yaksha. Who the is hell's that? that? Yeah, exactly. What is that? They're the new Seeker model that came out. That yeah. are... Oh, yeah. I don't even know what box they're going to come in. Are they going to be a single I, pack? I don't even... like... I completely I forgot what they do. A cross with um, other side. Yeah. Maybe All I know is when you guys box. when that you guys be. started talking about the Watchmen stuff, my eyes just glazed over. I was like, "Don't even care. It's darkness Dunzo. nonsense." Dunzo. This yep. is weird. What is this supposed to do? It's a. It, uh, <laughs> it yes. has like 
Karai <laughs> abilities, but it doesn't have Karai's keyword. And uh, I don't know. It's a weird model. Jim, enlighten yeah, us. No, um, I can see that. I don't know. Yeah. That's no, fair. honest to God. Honest to God, I'm no, he's right. model. I think it he... looks pretty. Yeah. Yeah. Does it? Uh, but <laughs> I I truly have not spent any time looking at it and in actual use because I don't know Seeker. If but... this model was Seeker Swamp Fiend, I understand. But there's nothing about this model that makes me want to play it in Seeker. It procs Chronicle reliably with Earth's Remedy. I think that's it. But anyway, I that aside, I we have now covered everything that came out in Madness of Malifaux. Good job, gang. We did it. We done did yeah. it. We done did it. I mean, he's the sad thing is that as bad as this model is, he's still not worse than wrestlers. That's a, it's a crying shame. You're really making this wrestler push, aren't you? Dude, I, I want wrestler. I want. At play. another time, I will rant about why Mancha Roja should be the next master for Bayou. Mancha Roja <laughs> is the hero of Bayou. Yes, I love that. I Jim, love Jim that was putting some like. good stuff down. I liked it. Yep, 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 yep. We've, we actually this conversation is like five years ago because like everybody wanted Mancha to be a master, and then he didn't become a master. He became infamous, and we're like, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> well, but uh, I think we're good for now. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, wrapping this thing up, I do want to give y'all the opportunity, like I usually do. Uh, for some good uh, content plugin because I always appreciate good Malifaux content and uh, in some version or another, you know, we all have been doing that. So, Jesse, go ahead and uh, plug away there. My yeah, friend. yeah, for sure. So, uh, listen to the Boring Conversation podcast. Uh, also, feel free to check out our Discord and YouTube channel. I'll frequently stream uh, games that I play against Jim and uh, Maeve and a bunch of other people um, on Vassal. Uh, I put zero effort into editing them before they upload upload them to YouTube. So uh, sorry, just <laughs> gonna have to kind of deal with it. Uh, yep. I literally upload them as soon as the game concludes. So I, I I think I try and just put up the games in their rawest form, and uh, you can just kind of yeah, hang you, out you with us while ahead. we play. You can skip ahead, right? You can always <laughs> skip ahead. That's right. And then the other thing I'd say is keep an eye on the uh, Danger Planet YouTube channel because I've been doing a lot of collabs with them, and there's some new stuff coming out there. Pretty yeah, soon. I, uh, I uh, tweeted out, uh, what was it? It was the, I think, I don't know if you were on there, but there was two things I watched. One, they were talking about Tull, so that was kind of a cool one. And then the second one, I think you... Hmm, I was on the Tull uh, one. Okay. Yeah. That's that's where it was. And then they did a cool one where they actually did a Maw Tucket tier list, like, which models yeah. do you bring with Maw? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um so that was a cool one too i tweeted those out because i was like yeah these are these this, this is good stuff yep i'm gonna be i didn't i wasn't on that one but i'm gonna be recording another tier list with a master as yet to be named um with them pretty soon nice and uh jim you got stuff yeah folks um if they want to add to their podcast listening they should check out the other coast uh jeff and colgan are the predominant hosts there but i really value their take on the game because it's a little bit different than a lot of the other podcasts out there now uh, we also have a discord so come on over there and get into debates about chess with jeff <laughs> and um uh also if you're a fan of rpgs mave has me on foxtail games we're doing a live uh, actual play of curse of the house of rookwood right now 
So it's a little horror RPG thing that's uh, been pretty fun. Yeah, and uh, the other coast did a cool episode, which I hope they kind of keep doing it, where they actually just took an action. So I think they took the clockwork, clockwork rifle, rifle. Mm-hmm. and they basically looked at models that have that action and then compared where it's good versus where it's kind of lackluster. So that, that was a really cool episode. I hope they continue doing that. But anyways, make sure that you guys are flipping cards, flipping tables, and we will see you all later.